Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, February 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Lower Marion Township Police are reviewing surveillance videos in hopes of identifying the driver involved in a fatal hit and run. It happened at 5.50 yesterday afternoon along Ardmore Avenue by Schoolhouse Lane in Ardmore. Police said it was raining at the time of the crash. The driver struck the pedestrian who was crossing at or near a crosswalk. The striking vehicle, believed to be a white Jeep Cherokee, pulled into a senior center parking lot, then fled the scene. Police have looked through surveillance footage from nearby businesses. Uh, Police said that the pedestrian was transported to an area hospital for treatment, but was later pronounced dead. The victim has yet to be identified. Residents say traffic has been a major issue in the area, and they're not surprised by this accident. Traffic is increasing recently because of all of the new development that is now in place. A New Jersey high school basketball coach was assaulted Tuesday night, allegedly by his own players. It happened about 9 o'clock outside the Malcolm X Shabazz High School on Johnson Avenue in Newark, New Jersey. Authorities say a school official provided police with a social media post of the school employee, a JV coach, being assaulted by members of the basketball team. The officers reportedly observed four members of the team assaulting the victim after they exited a bus upon returning from a basketball game in Livingston. Sources say the coach tried to stop his players from picking on another student, but the bullies turned on the coach instead. All of the students involved in the incident have been suspended from school and the victim declined medical attention. The video was shared across social media throughout the entire student body. Parents and students say the troublemakers should get what they deserve. Many students say the melee is shameful. They admit that other similar incidents have taken place after kids walk away from school. Wow. And sometimes you forget how big high school students can be. Yeah. Yesterday I was, uh, was at a grocery store and I'm checking out, and I realized the the kid checking me out was an uh, a former, you know, an, an old friend from like grade school of my son. Right, and I'm like Jason. He goes, <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, Hi, how you doing? I'm like, In my mind, I'm going, You're like a man you're now. Huge. You're like man size. Yeah. Hi, Mister Elliot. Yeah, it was it was really wild. Yeah. And and for a moment, I'm like, I wonder if I could take him. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but these these uh, basketball players attacked their uh, own Yeah, coach. that's nuts. Terrible. Yeah. A Collegeville man was indicted for an alleged scheme to sell dog owners fake cancer-curing drugs. According to a federal indictment, 70-year-old Jonathan Nice made three separate companies and on their websites promoted drugs to cure cancer in dogs. Authorities say he even created two fake drug names that he subsequently named uh, to Mexol and Natrosone. Uh, that, would be, that would help desperate families in search for a cure at uh, times. Nice allegedly convinced pet owners this was part of clinical trials, all to ultimately defraud pet owners of hundreds of thousands of dollars. As with anything like this, Kathy, you're preying upon someone who's just emotionally raw yeah, and yeah, weak. Right. It's just the worst. Right. It's Whether like it be, scamming on the, uh, you know, the senior citizens yeah, and stuff like that. It's just the you worst. have no heart. Terrible, right? Nice. And this guy's last name is Nice. Nice, yeah. right? That's not cool. Seriously. It's, it's a, an ironic name. It is, yeah. is what it Don't is. you think? Yeah. It's like a fly in your Chardonnay. Right. Yeah. Authorities say Tumexol was just a collection of bulk ingredients blended together at a facility on Arkola Road in Collegeville. The drugs were not approved by the FDA. Nice is now facing a variety of charges. If convicted, he faces a minimum possible sentence of 32 years behind bars. Wow. In sports this morning. <laughs>
The Sixers lost to the Bucks last night in Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo had 36 points and 20 rebounds in a 112-101 win over the struggling Sixers. The Bucks improved to a league-best 44-7 record and are on pace to become the third team in league history to win 70 games. After all their struggles on the road, including an 0-4 on uh, this road trip, the Sixers will finally be back home tonight as they face the Memphis Grizzlies. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. Former 76ers star Charles... I hate them. I hate this team. Former 76ers star Charles Barkley had some choice words about the team after last night's loss. He said, I think they are the softest, mentally weakest team and that has a bunch of talent. Whoa. The Flyers also lost, falling 5-0 to the New Jersey Devils last night in South Philly. Mackenzie Blackwood stopped 46 shots for his second shutout of the season. Mile Woods scored twice, and the Devils cruised to an easy win. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night in Washington, D.C. to play the Capitals. Game time is at 7 o'clock. And a memorial service celebrating the lives of Lakers legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, along with seven others killed in a helicopter crash, will be held on the morning of February 24th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. The date reflects the basketball jerseys worn by Kobe, number 24, his daughter Gianna wore number two. Gianna's jersey was retired at Arbor Day School in Corona del Mar, California, yesterday. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kathy. We welcome you, like I said, to a Friday morning, and Fridays mean a lot of great things, including giving away our Word of the Week prize. It's a really solid prize. As I said yesterday, I'm not even a fish fan, and I'd want to win this. It is uh, a it good is prize. A three-day ticket to see fish August 14th, 15th, 16th on the Atlantic City Beach, plus hotel stay for three nights at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we will do that at the end of today's show, uh, so get yourself set for that. We also have... A chance for you to win some money this morning yet again. A watch, listen, and win with uh, the Dr. Oz show. So roughly after 930, we'll ask a question about uh, yesterday's show. And for the correct answer, designated caller gets 500 bucks. Pretty sweet deal. A um, couple of guests in the studio as well. We are going to have uh, comedian Michael Yo in. He's been here before. Yes. Looking forward to seeing him again. Uh, he'll be at Punchline tonight and Saturday as well. And also stopping in is Christina Hutchinson, and I think it's her first visit here. It is. And she'll be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Saturday, and she's a, a local gal. She's yes. In Doylestown. Yeah, yeah apparently. Grew up um, listening to the show. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll have her in. And other than that, it's a standard procedure. We shall uh, give some more things away and uh, tell you stories of grandeur and delight. Yeah, it'll be amazing. It will, won't it? So why don't we take a quick break and return. I'll have a stupid question ready for you and those entertainment stories all set to go. So stay where you are. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. The Preston and Steve Show is headed back to Jack Frost on March 6th for the 14th Annual Cardboard Classic. Go to WMMR.com for all you need to know and to pick up discount lift tickets while supplies last. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question this morning. Once again, four pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, February 14th through the 16th, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Uh, I'm going to do another one of these questions that we got from uh, Craig Legans, who hosts the um, Comic Book Gurus uh, podcast here. With uh, You can find it at WMMR.com. He's got a show coming up, My Life in 19 Inches, uh, next Friday at the Rotunda. Uh, and you can get tickets at the rotunda.org. So the question, I like this one. In what movie will we find the characters... 
Smart Brother, Conspiracy Brother, Sister Girl, and Lance. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. In what movie will we find the character Smart Brother, Conspiracy Brother, <laughs> Sister Girl, and Lance? What a great movie. Two, it, 215-263-WMMR. I, I love it. Yeah. All right, so I'll go through some birthdays while we are waiting for you to call in Friday, February 7th. And we're going to start with, actually, I have three music birthdays to begin with. We'll start with Sully Erna, huh. lead singer of Godsmack. Sully is celebrating his uh, 52nd <laughs> birthday today. Godsmack. So, uh, I'm not the one who's so far away. <laughs> How dynamic. Never did I want to be here. Oh. Okay, happy birthday, Sully. Uh, <laughs> from Limp Biscuit, it is Wes Borland's birthday today. Limp uh, Biscuit uh, still plays shows. From I guess they do, time, yeah. yeah. And uh, Wes is the guitarist for the band. And Good guitarist, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, celebrate, celebrates his uh, 45th birthday today. This is still fairly infectious. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I mean, they sort of became a laughing stock after a while, but... Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday, number 45 to him. And from the world of Bon Jovi, David Bryan, the keyboardist, is uh, 58 oh. years old. And he is a classically trained uh, keyboardist and now uh, writes musicals, I believe. Does he? Yeah. yeah, Nick, isn't that the case? Yeah, he went to Juilliard. I mean, he's he's incredibly talented, really gifted. Um, but uh, we were talking yesterday about the Stones not coming to Philly. Dave Matthews Band and Pearl Jam currently have no plans to come to Philly. Bon Jovi touring, also not coming to Philly. What? Yeah, so there's some pushback from uh, Philly fans, which there are a lot of Philly fans of, of Bon Jovi. They're not coming either. Do we smell bad? No, yes, the I governor are. yesterday announced that the state has cooties. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cooties. Yeah, Pittsburgh's F- getting them? I know, I know, which is outlandish. Well, all right, well, anyhow, uh, David Bryan is 58 years old. He's a though. really nice guy. He is. You know what? I I had a personal encounter with him a long time ago, and he was nothing but super-duper nice. So mm. happy birthday to him. Uh, Deborah Ann Wool, the Ooh, actress. Yeah, love her. She is a looker. She's gorgeous. Um, you know her from Daredevil and The Punisher, which is funny because in Daredevil, that first season they really kind of dowdied her down a little bit yeah and then she started to blossom after that and like the punisher if you see her in true blood preston uh she uh yeah that's it right yeah 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 the hbo series she's uh naked a lot is she a lot i didn't know that yeah she's a a vampire in that series uh and also you know i started watching it and and since my family we do escape rooms almost every weekend i started watching escape room she's in that yes uh and i liked it i liked what yeah. i saw i need i need to watch the rest of it's it it's better than i thought it was going to be okay yeah All steve right. she's not, actually not naked a lot in true blood because Oh, I was naked while watching. You, you it. Were yeah, naked. No, I mean she's definitely um, wow. sexified and all that sort of stuff. But her character's underage, and because she was uh, uh, turned into a vampire, she was always that age. So they what? they could never, yeah. I knock it off. I know vampires don't exist. Now get naked. She's thirty five. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher also has a birthday today. Oh, and uh, he's forty two. Actually, sweet. he's happy. That's him celebrating. Yeah. So we who. Knew this guy would be a business entrepreneur the way he is. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was, and he stumbled into acting. He was a male model. Yes, he was. Uh, he and, and his brother. And they kind of talked him into do, to doing acting, got on that 70s show, and took off from there. So, uh, celebrating his 42nd birthday today. Happy birthday, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, Chris Rock turns 55 years old today. We were just talking about him yesterday or the day before about how he, they're doing a reimagining, a reboot of the Saw series, only it's going to be called Spiral, and he is in it, which is an interesting turn for him. Does he... I can't think of anything that New I... Jack City, he was amazing. New Jack City, yeah, he was a, true. Was crack at it. It was straight ahead, yeah. yeah. It was straight ahead drama, but that was a long time ago. He likes to space him out every couple of decades. Yeah, so he's 55 today. Eddie, Eddie Izzard uh, is 58. He's been here before in our studio. I just saw a that tweet was pretty of him. Cool. Yesterday, press, <clears throat> he, I think he was in Italy... He, where he had run, like, five back-to-back marathons. Still doing it. Still doing it. Wow. And he's got the classic Eddie Izzard eyeliner on and the lipstick and the whole thing, sweating. While he's running? Yeah. The guy's no a machine. He's a machine. Wow. And you know what's wild is he doesn't he doesn't have a runner's build. He doesn't look. You don't look no. at somebody and go, yeah, that guy runs a lot of marathons. Physically, he's, he just must be predisposed to it because that would be taxing for a top-caliber athlete. Now, with the uh, the, the makeup yeah. and... and, and all of that is—is is he gay? I don't no, know. No, I don't he think just, so. He's not, okay, he's not. Yeah, he just likes to. That's, yeah, that's, that's what his, he likes that's to wear. Because when he that's was here, jam. he had his—he uh, had the nail polish, and Kathy was talking to him about that. He was very happy. Uh, he, he loved his nail polish, and uh, he was a great interview. Wasn't he? Just, he was super nice, man. He's—he's he's great. He's uh, fifty-eight years old today. Robert Smigel. Uh, love him. Triumph the insult, comic dog. <laughs> he's the man that does the voice and holds the puppet. Uh, and he's also a comedy writer. He's great. Well, a legendary comedy writer. Uh, you know, uh, the ambiguously gay duo and countless other things that he's done. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, as far as Saturday Night Live would not have been the show it was were it not for his influence. Uh-huh. And, Steve, you and I have talked about this Dana Carvey show oh, movie. Oh, my God. Preston, you would love it. In case you really? would, too. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch it, Casey? I did. Okay, yeah. It, and it's it, a show that on every level, Nick, right, should should have succeeded. Yeah. It just didn't. And it was Smigel, ahead of its time, that's all. It, it was. It was way ahead of its time. And Smigel was the executive producer on the Dana Carvey show, and it's called Too Funny to Fail. I, I can't remember. Uh, it's on Hulu. And um, and they interview uh, Smigel, they interview Dana Carvey, Steve Carell, Steve Colbert. Um, but it's Preston. If you have an hour or an hour okay. and a half or whatever, you you'd really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, one definitely. Of the most one of the most legitimate laughs I've ever had is him as Triumph, the insult comic dog outside of a Star Wars premiere in New York, <laughs> where he goes up to this guy in a Darth Vader costume and he says he's looking at the buttons on his chest. He goes, "Is that the one you push when you want your mother to come pick you?" That's up? awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so he's sixty today. Uh, the great James Spader is also sixty today. He's another favorite. Yep, yep. He's and he does comedy, drama, everything, and he's he's so imposing when he needs to be. I wonder if he's had a resurgence because uh, fans of The Office certainly yeah. know. Uh, what was his name? California? What was his name? Robert uh, California. Robert California. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he, he was very funny on that. Does your 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 daughter loves the series, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it has reached a uh, a whole new audience. I don't know what it is about sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls, but oh. they love. Maybe it's John Krasinski. Who knows? But it is funny. It's a really good show. They're now porting over into Parks and Rec. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and let us not forget that James Spader was also Ultron. Yes. Sixty today. Uh, Garth Brooks, the country star, 
celebrates his birthday, and they made a, a typo in this and said he's five years old. <laughs> oh, what an achievement. What a stellar career for so, one so young. For a toddler. I'd, be, I'd believe that if he was born on February 29th, but... Right, 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 right. Uh, no, he's 58. I had to look that up. And so how old is Chris Gaines then, Preston? So he's <laughs> just two weeks old. Okay. Uh, no, but uh, 58, uh, Garth Brooks is today. And then the last birthday I saw, and he's been here before, a comedian, Emo Phillips, uh, who is 64. Emo's a bit of an acquired taste. I, I've al- I always loved Emo because he was of that uh, one-liner ilk with yeah. that bizarre character. But he was also one of the weirdest interviews we had yeah. in the studio. He was very nice, mm-hmm. but the second he wrapped up, he sort of got up in a very OCD sort of way and Gone. walked right out. Yep, exactly. Uh, he is uh, 64, certainly. Yeah, quirky guy. He was like... All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. What movie will we find the characters? Smart Brother, Conspiracy Brother, Sister Girl, and Lance. Uh, The number is 215-263-WMMR, and I will go to Chuck for the answer. Chuck, how you doing, man? You guys rock. Thank you. Appreciate it, bud. All right, what movie are we talking about here? Undercover Brother. Yeah. Tried the General's Fried Chicken. <laughs> Billy D. Oh, my God. And the hot sauce. It is. What? God, that movie is so funny. It is It is a wonderful oh. tribute to this. And I love 70s black exploitation movies. I love yep. Shaft and all those movies. And this one is just a loving satire of them. Brilliantly done. Uh, Chuck, hang in the line. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home and Garden Show, February 14th through the 16th, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, for more information and discount tickets, you just go to Philly Home and Garden Show. Dot com. Uh, we'll start with this. Kathy had mentioned this. Kobe and Gianna Bryant's memorial service is going to be held at the Staples Center. They settled on that venue. They had talked about a couple other places uh, like the Coliseum, uh, but the Staples Center is going to be the actual location for it. And that'll be February 24th in you know honor yeah, of his yeah. number. Uh, so according to ESPN, the memorial was scheduled after coordination among the Los Angeles Police Department, city officials, and the Clippers organization as well. Uh, so that will be coming up uh, the 24th of this month. Prosecution rested in Harvey Weinstein's rape trial Thursday Woo! after the final accuser, model Lauren Young, finished her testimony. All told, six accusers have shared graphic testimony about unwanted sexual attacks and advances. Some really disgusting stuff. Big time. I left a lot of stuff out because it was simply too graphic. D- depressing. And that. Graphic, depressing, horrific. Prosecutors have built a case over two weeks that aims to paint Weinstein as a powerful producer who used his power to abuse young, inexperienced women who hope to advance their careers. 28 witnesses and all testified. Uh, he's charged with five counts. You know what, Preston? This whole thing—you when stop and think about the way he was to this to these women. He was the same way to a lot of guys. We always recount the Kevin uh, Smith story about what what a jackass he was during a screening of a film Kevin Smith had just done at Sundance. He had no regard for people around him. He yeah. was a tyrant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he. Could, but he's he, super hot. He could do what he wanted. Oh, he he felt he could do whatever he wanted to. And wasn't he the basis for uh, the character Les Grossman uh, from... Uh, he's an amalgamation. He's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, right like in Like a composite character. Absolutely. It's such yeah. a shame. I mean, fortunately, this is happening now, but it's such a shame that he got away with it for so long. Yeah. Right. And other people did, too. Yeah. You know, definitely. And yeah. continue to. Yeah. Uh, after lunch, Weinstein's defense team began presenting its case. Judge James Burke said that the defense has a number of witnesses to call 
And we will hear them over the next three to four days, maybe more, maybe less. The first witness is an expert on positive traction, Preston. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be helpful. That's pretty cool. <laughs> what is positive traction? <laughs> She's spicy, that in, yeah, the witness. I mm-hmm. see where this is not germane in any way to this particular court proceeding. <laughs> Uh, so first up was uh, film producer Paul Felcher, a producer who has known Weinstein and Sciorra for many years. Uh, Felcher calls an an- recalls an anecdote in which uh, Sciorra told him that she'd done, quote, a crazy thing with Harvey. Uh, he said, as I understand it, all these years later, there was nothing that she told me that was shocking or alarming. There was nothing stressful. My understanding was that she fooled around with him. So. Listen, everyone's do their day in court, but if you re- take a read of the Ronan Farrow book, I can't recommend it highly enough, right. and, and take a peek into that world. There's stuff that that is uh, a, a context to this that you can't even imagine that yep. he was up to. So it's just getting started with uh, with the defense. Now, yeah. So we'll see where this goes. All right. So all signs point to uh, toward drama ahead. Uh, Sophia Ritchie, girlfriend of Scott Disick who was on pretty good terms with his ex and the mother of his children, Courtney Kardashian, what? has unfollowed Courtney on the gram. Oh! What? No, that's not what I wanted. I know. I don't have what you're looking for, bro. Okay. So I wrote a note here. Stop. Stop. I wrote a note with, get ready with pandemonium crazy insane sound effects. <laughs> I don't have that. Sure you do. Screaming, yelling, ranting, so on. Okay. Yep. All, All right. right. Anyway, I probably should have talked to him. Maybe ahead of time, yeah. yeah. There you go. I got that. Explosions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. About. All right. And the belt. <laughs> and the belt. Okay. All right. Is that good? That's what I want. Yeah. It's not about you, douchebag. So the bomb, this bombshell explodes after Sophia informed the masses that she will not be appearing on the upcoming season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. This oh. rips my world apart. That's why I wanted all the sound effects. <laughs> so she could pursue acting opportunity as oh. ap- a- acting opportunities. She wants to play Harriet Tubman, as fans will recall. <laughs> Sophia accompanied Scott and Courtney on a family vacation with their three kids, and things were surprisingly drama-free, considering the possibilities. I could act. Why did Sophia unfollow Courtney? Inquiring minds want to know. I do. So far, no answers. Uh, Sophia currently follows more than 400 accounts. Uh, One possibility is petty, but definitely viable. Courtney never followed her back. Whore. You filthy whore. How dare you? Uh, she's still following her boyfriend, so theorists who assumed they were uh, Splitsville are most likely incorrect. You could see how you'd get an absolutely skewed version of the world living in that bubble, the, the TMZ bubble, Alabasta's bubble. And and Steve, a, a wrinkle upon that is the Instagram bubble that, you know, oh, yeah. like having to pay attention to who follows who and who doesn't follow somebody anymore. You didn't like my picture. That's insane. When you... <laughs> How does anyone tell that you've unfollowed someone? Is there some sort of an, a, a, a statement that is made, or well, do you have to go through all 400 of the people that she follows and realize that one of them is missing? I mean, some people pay very close attention to how many people are being followed, and, and so like you, you look at those numbers uh, and watch when they go up and down. It, um, is but there, there not a notification, though, that, th- you, well, that you're going to... No, but you can get an app that will tell you, like, this is a professional app if you really want to spend the time and the money to see uh, how many followers you have and where and who those 
those followers are. All right. Um, but it just takes it to such a level of insanity and uh-huh. uh, a giant waste of time, in yep. my humble opinion. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, that happened, and so did this. Uh, Billy Porter is responding to critics, one of whom is a state senator who questioned his decision to wear a dress on Sesame Street. Uh, the Emmy and Tony winner tells Page Six, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Uh, Porter donned the dress that he wore uh, to last year's Oscars for the show. Recycling a dress. I know, right? You don't do that. That's the real drama. I, I don't care. Buy a new dress for Sesame Street. I mean, an Oscars dress you wear once. Once. One Come on, Billy That's Porter. It. Uh, but the state senator from Arkansas, Jason Rappert, had hit up Facebook writing, Do you approve of your taxpayer dollars being used to promote the radical LGBTQ agenda? Sure. So the Post star asked, yes. Uh, like, what about me singing with a penguin on the show? Has anything to do with what I'm doing in my bedroom? And Porter added, the really interesting thing for me is that... That's what it's all about when it comes to LGBTQ people. The first thing everyone wants to talk about is how we're having sex. Stay out of my bedroom and you will be fine. That is none of your business. Okay. And Billy's the one who wore the hat, the sombrero with the, what do you call it around it? Tassel. Yeah, the tassels around it. So, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah. there there's a character on that show that lives in garbage, right? And that's cool? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry making plans to spend more time in L.A. this summer, sources tell People magazine. That's awesome. Maybe we'll meet them if we get out there, Preston. I would hope so. The pair who fled the U.K. for more freedom in Canada are currently living in Vancouver Island and have been photographed out and about on hikes. Uh, source <laughs> says they love being in Canada. Of course they do. Uh, but they are looking at houses in L.A. too, oh. and they'll likely have houses in both places. So wonder what this this kind of existence is going to be like. Are they, you know, uh, because I think they're really feeling their oats. Now, Vancouver Island, by the way, is beautiful. It's just gorgeous. This uh, is the, part of the effort to scale back, too, right? The $26 yeah, the million. Dollars. Island, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to not be so ostentatious right. by having homes in Vancouver Island and L.A. And, LA, yeah. and other places. And let's buy some more homes. Just like like regular folk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll buy Lori Laughlin's uh, $26 yes. million dollar house. It's available. Yeah. Uh, That's a fixer-upper. The insider said they are enjoying living a quiet life. Uh, They go for long walks. They do yoga, and Megan cooks. Uh, They're real homebodies who love to chill out with Archie and the dogs. Uh, Uh, The Suits alum has a large circle of friends in Los Angeles, and her mother, uh, Doria Raglan, lives there as well. Plus, there's Hollywood, where Megan is reportedly exploring opportunities to do voice work or produce documentaries that reflect their progressive social leanings again. Uh, some industry experts say branding opportunities could bring them a hundred million dollars this year alone. So it was, they so can it make was, money. It was never in question whether or not they'd be able to make money. Mm-hmm. So where's the royal family stand though on exploiting who they are for making money? Okay. What, what are the know. lines? What what was in that agreement? Yeah, like if she sure. if she releases a vagina smelling candle, will that be uh, will that be an issue back at the house at the uh, royal family? Uh, meanwhile, in Canada, the pair have installed extra security cameras and put up tarps to block uh, <laughs> tarps. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. They put up tarps to block uh, people from looking in. I'm but sure the tarps please, are nice, right? <laughs> nice tarp. Yeah, place a royal top over the front bay window. Mm-hmm. Probably velvet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's latest Instagram post is causing a bit of a frenzy amongst her fans. Oh, no! <laughs> no, that's only if you unfollow. Uh, oh. Uh, 
Uh, the Mean Girls star sparked romance rumors on Thursday when she shared a photo from a music festival in Dubai, casually mentioning mentioning a boyfriend in the caption of group shot taken from backstage. Uh-huh. In the picture, Lindsay can, see, can be seen happily posing between a man in a black jacket and Bastille drummer Chris Woody Wood, who performed with his band that night. I saw pictures of her making out with Wallace Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> Among the group are also Lowen's sister, Aliana, and rocker Dan Smith. Huh. Uh, she wrote, Aliana, lovely night with sister, and uh, my boyfriend, ba- my boyfriend Batter, or Bader. Boyfriend's Batter? Oh, God. Oh, oh no. my God. What? My boyfriend's Batter? <laughs> uh, just my boyfriend Batter, uh, oh. whatever. She Is that like we wet? It's probably like we wet. And uh, then she, she wrote, such a magical night. What? Sorry. No, she looks good. Yeah, we're looking at the picture. Ish. I mean, it's from a distance, but yeah. yeah. Um, so the man Lindsay referenced appears to be, uh, oh, Bader is his name. Bader Shabazz. Okay. Uh, though she did not tag him in the picture, his Instagram profile, which Lindsay follows, is kept on private. Nonetheless, her comment quickly ignited romance speculations amongst her followers, with some asking questions about her rumored bow. When one fan asked the actress to point out her rumored bow in the photo, another had replied, the guy... With the black jacket. It's over there, the guy with the black jacket over there. Yeah. It's baby batter. Uh, and by the way, the person who wrote that spelled jacket, J-A-C-K-E-D, jacked. <laughs> uh, representatives for Lindsay did not respond to people's request for comment. In January, though, uh, Lindsay's, oh, yeah. Lindsay had uh, dropped the major hint on a fan Instagram account that her new album is coming out soon. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Yeah, so this person, they're saying it's going to be her Sergeant Pepper's music from yeah. Lindsay. Preston, in the time that you got this story till now, she has deleted the caption, although kept the post on Instagram. Really? Yeah, so all it has Is she now, listening to us? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah probably. Uh, she's streaming from Dubai, but she, she has the, um, the smiley face emoji, and everything that she had written is no longer there. Hi, okay. my name is Lindsay. I wanted to know if I could call her for the doc. Dr. Oz question. <laughs> you got to wait. Two more so hours. When? Three more hours. Three hours. I'm in Dubai. What's the time difference? Uh, well, she might. And look, she could use $500, so I don't. I could. To buy cigarettes. I don't blame her. <laughs> For today. <laughs> <laughs> got to get some smokes, man. Pack of smokes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You kind of see her standing on the on the corner just uh, saying stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any smokes? What's your favorite chocolate drink? <laughs> That's just her question. Yeah. Random question for somebody. Uh, How come you can't eat a sandwich board? Okay, so season three of The Masked Singer may have only premiered on Sunday, but some fans believe they've already figured out one of the contestants. During the show's premiere episode after the Super Bowl, Six of the 18 new singers, and they are Kangaroo, White Tiger, Llama, Miss Monster, Robot, and Turtle, took the stage in costume for the first time. After it took 16 days to meet you, 14 seconds to kiss you, <laughs> That sounds like Lindsay Lohan. It's Lindsay! That's not. No, I'm not. It's a tragedy fingers to kiss you, 16 chickens to miss you. Chicken fingers? Uh, after viewers watch the white... If they, after viewers watch the white tiger open the show with a uh, fun version of Ice Ice Baby, some of the audience members were convinced that the former New York New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski is oh. under the elaborate costume, so they think it's Gronk. 
Okay. Have you, you know, seen it? No. Okay. I, I actually God, I can't bring myself to watch the show. I watched the whole first season, watched zero of the second season, and, I'll be, and but I have it all DVR. The problem I have with the show is enjoying it. No. <laughs> the judges are the worst. Yeah. The, I, like Ken Jeong, he's a funny actor. He's not a funny person. Oh. Right. And 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 they they make these like dumbass I I'm thinking maybe it's Barbara Streisand. Like, the, the, you know, I like, mean, it's ridiculous. Why would Barbara seen, Streisand do this show? I look at my wife like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They, it's Eddie Vedder. Right. It's got to be Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Is it Bono? <laughs> Wayne Brady won the last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. When did we take that quantum jump up to Barbara Streisand? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta think sub tier singers mm-hmm. with probably a drug habit, <laughs> but they're probably doing that on purpose to make it seem more high profile and that's, than that's it actually. That's what I hate. I think obvious. it's Frank yeah. Sinatra, and, and, it's, and it's obvious, right? Yes, it's why I, you know, and and listen, I watch a lot of HGTV. I there's a show called Flipper Flop that you know, um, not Flipper Flop, uh, Love It or List It, Fart or and, Queef, <laughs> Fart or Queef, <laughs> and every single time there's just this drama. The drama does not need to exist. We we don't care. Oh my God, we don't have it in the budget. We you know we have everything, but we just can't give you the laundry room that is on your list. <laughs> give them the freaking laundry room. Just give it to them because you're going to make so much money off of this show over the time of you know all the reruns you know and this stuff. Is the mechanism. I hate it. Yeah. Stop. Like don't like. I'm not that. Hug him. Hug him. Uh, you know he's really. <laughs> you need a friend. I just but wanna, it's the same thing with these judges. Stop. I'd like to interrupt in that Steve just created a game, and we, uh, without even trying, clearly we have to do fart or queef sometimes. <laughs> yes. We have Jot to do that. Jot that down. I will. I already All did. Right. All right. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> After making its debut on the show, Fox posted the White Tigers performance to YouTube, where numerous account holders were also confident that 30-year-old Gronkowski is the man under the mask. One wrote, if this isn't Gronk, I will eat a football. Well, he's 6'6". Six, six, yeah. So, like, that would stand out on the stage. If could be Caitlyn Jenner. It might be a basketball player. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? By man. the way, Lindsay Lohan is a judge. I think it's on the Australian Masked Singer. Is really? she really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've come full circle. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Have, uh, here's an Instagram story. Have oh, the no. pandemonium. Oh, no. On Thursday, Matthew Perry officially joined Instagram. Yeah, I know. Yes. Wow, uh, our pandemonium is lacking. Uh, no, that was a good one. He has 1.8 million followers and zero posts. Yeah. He, he joined yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. So when I when I joined, there was about 500,000. Uh, and so from that point, it was like later yesterday afternoon. Wow. Wait, what in the algorithm made you follow him? Like, how did because that come up? Lisa, Lisa Kud- I follow Lisa Kudrow, and she posted, I can't believe it's happening. He finally joined. And I was like, and it was a picture of the two of them when okay. they were very young. And so I was like, oh, I guess Matthew Perry's on Instagram. And I just followed him. Yeah, so so uh, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, David Trimmer, Matt LeBlanc. Look at you. And Lisa Goudreau all have accounts, by the way. It what? says followed by Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> Kathy Romano, and Reese Witherspoon. Well, they put okay. the top three ladies up there. How so. about that? <laughs> Grab a screenshot quickly <laughs> okay. before you get replaced out by Kathy Bates. Are you on the next season of The Morning Show or something like that? <laughs> I think I it's so. because that is coming from the Preston yeah, uh, yeah, Steve yeah, account, yeah. Yes. and we have those Maybe. accounts in common. Let me have this. All right, I'm going to let you have this. We'll let Casey have the masked singer yeah, yeah, rage. Yeah, yeah. You get the Instagram crowd. So, Perry, I wanted to ask you, who's Kathy Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? No, he knows me. Yeah. 
All right. So, uh, yes, uh, he was thrilled sharing a throwback, or, or she, I'm sorry, Lisa Kudrow uh, showed a throwback of herself and Perry, like Kathy had said, writing finally, yay. Yay. Can't believe my eyes. My eyes. Welcome to Instagram. He did not immediately post a pic upon joining, just a bio that reads, what is this, my Instagram account? Hey-o. So, yeah, he hasn't done anything <laughs> as of yet, but he is on the gram. Didn't he have health issues a little while back? Yeah, I really think, recently. I think he has. Yeah, Steve. I don't remember specifically what, but I do remember I the main story. Told. Maybe that was it, and we missed it. Uh, and then Princess Beatrice's wedding party will include her stepson, according to People Magazine. The young son of her fiance, Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi, will serve as a page boy in their May 29th wedding. Uh, Mozzi shares uh, four-year-old son, his four-year-old son, with uh, former girlfriend Dara Huang. Will they have a piss boy, Preston? The location, <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, the location. Like uh, the piss boy. Uh, the location of the wedding has not been announced. I mean, they are the royals. Yep. Uh, but the reception will be held at Buckingham Palace. Piss boy. Uh, so they, they will definitely have a piss boy at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> uh, let's see. One more story. How about this? This was just a um, uh, an interview with Kerry Washington. She's on the cover of In Style, and inside she opens up about raising her kids with retired football pro uh, Namdi Asamoah. Thank you, Asamoah. Uh, the pair married in 2013. They have a five year old daughter, Isabel, and three year old son, Cable. Caleb. Not cable. 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 That'd be so that'd be cool. cool. The X Men. Yeah. yeah. From the future. And uh, co parent uh, Asma's child with another woman. Huh? Uh, so Washington and Asma rarely discuss their children and never take them to public uh, publicity events, something she tells in style that she is really, really vigilant about. Uh, she said, uh, these are our lives, but it's not about pulling a Rapunzel and hiding them away in a castle from the world. We don't want to do that. I think any parent would want to keep, uh, kids from a situation that caused them to feel scared. And I don't want them to be exploited, particularly in the social media Use world. Use Mardi Gras masks, like uh, Michael Jackson did. Oh, that's right. That was really normal. And, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, while she doesn't share shots of them on social media or blab too much about them uh, to reporters, she did let a few details slip. She said, my, hus- my husband teased me that if I did the 23andMe DNA test, yeah. it would come back 11% mermaid. Uh, she said, my kids are the same way. They're just fish. So I guess they love to be in the water. Oh, okay. So he's uh, working his way into acting as well. He, and Namdi Asimov is going to be in this new movie called Sylvie's Love, which I saw there was uh, some buzz about because it's got Tessa Thompson in it. It's and- an unofficial reboot to Saw. Nope. Uh, that's a different movie. That's but, spiral. But it's at um, Sundance, and apparently it's getting really good buzz. And, you know, he was a, an eagle for a season or two, right, Case? Yeah. And it was never that good. But um, he's working his way into the acting world, and apparently he's doing decent. Do they say I, what this, the, this movie is? What, what they, uh, it's a working... Uh, a woman working at her father's record store in Harlem in the late 1950s, and she meets an aspiring saxophone player played by Namdi Asimov. Oh, okay, cool. Um, speaking of movies, let's talk about uh, movies that are opening this weekend that you can head out and see. So exciting. got one for you on my list. I'm sure there are other ones opening, but this is all that was sent. Uh, Birds of Prey. I went everybody's head about the bird. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. That's the ah! subtitle. Uh, it's an action-adventure film directed by Kathy Yan. Stars Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ewan McGregor, Rosie Perez, and many others. 
And it's about Harley Quinn and her friends battling the dangerous crime kingpin black mask in Gotham City. Rated R. Hour and 49 minutes long, and there is no score yet. There is. Well, there was last night, actually, if you want to check, just to re... Uh, okay. I, it actually got a very good score. Uh, they say no it's kidding. uneven and erratic, mm. but a whole mess of fun. Okay. I think it's at like an 85, believe it or not. No, yeah. no kidding. 86, Steve. 86, Ooh. yeah. All right. All right. Happy to hear that, then. That's the only one that I have in my list of uh, movies opening this weekend. Ready for clips, though. The DC Extended Universe takes a mature turn in Birds of Prey, which we just mentioned, with uh, crazed criminal Harley Quinn as the center of attention. In this clip, Margot Robbie talks about the importance of the film's R rating. Here we go. I thought it would just give us more freedom with the violence, with the fight scenes, um, and with the language, because these characters aren't goody two-shoes. And it would feel weird to have a badass, efficient killer like Huntress you know, somehow miraculously kill people without any blood coming out. (laughs) Birds of Prey opens in theaters today. Let's do the next clip. Uh, The series reboot of MacGyver has provided all the action, adventure, and science that fans of the original show could hope for. In this clip, Lucas Till discusses how he's able to remember dialogue for a character with genius-level intellect. I need a week you know, or a couple of days to kind of look at that stuff at a time. Fortunately, my mom is a chemist. The rest of it, I get to work with great actors on my show. Conversational stuff's going to be money. I bet you wish your nose was a d- so you could have sex with my face vagina. <laughs> <laughs> That's McGruber. I had to throw him McGruber. <laughs> uh, so I was wondering where I knew him from. Uh, he was in the X-Men uh, series. He was Havoc. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was good. In a couple of those, yeah. So season four of MacGyver begins... Uh, tonight at 8 o'clock. That's on CBS. And By the way, there you go. Uh, Preston, just to, uh, the, the word is that McGruber sequel is moving along. Oh, they're, really? They're, they're working on it. Yeah. I know, Casey, you're, you're a fan as am I, and <laughs> we'll see how that pans out. We should ask uh, Nick's buddy. Yeah. Uh, yes. His good buddy. Yeah, because he would be McGruber, yeah, he right? He would be, yes. So. He was working with the Lonely Island guys to get it Check done. Right. He's working with uh, Caitlin Olsen right now, too. He's doing one of those, what is it called, Quibi shows? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. And I think Quibi. Queeby? Yeah. Queeby? I, I think those shows, Farterqueef? Farterqueef. I think they are like 15-minute shows. That's what Quibi is going to feature is really brief oh, programs. Yeah. They had a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to be in with Will Forte in one okay. of those Queeby shows. Nice. <laughs> hey, real quick, I want to thank ahead of time our friends from uh, Primo Hoagies. They're dropping off some um, hoagie trays today. we got a lot of people stopping by this morning. We always like to serve food if we can. Yeah. Uh, and we're giving people. You can show Primo how much you love them on social with uh, the hashtag Primo Love, uh, and you have your chance to win a Primo gift card if you do that. So if you just throw that out there, Primo Love. I love that idea yeah, about this love. It's a hashtag. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a few guests on the show. We'll tell you about them when we get back. Should I give away some of these now? Yeah. All right, Sonic the Hedgehog. We've got a screening uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m., and it's uh, on Columbus Boulevard at the Regal UA Riverview. 10 a.m. once again. All right, so keep that in mind. Five callers will put you in the theater. Let's check out the flick for free. 215-263-WMMR. Back in a moment. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. 
the sled deemed best design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The best live live anchors up theme scores $500 and beer for a year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuervo themed sled. And somewhat of a gag gift for Preston and Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. For the MMR VIP lift ticket pre sale, the sooner you buy, the less you pay. Through February 23rd, lift tickets are just 10 bucks while supplies last at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain. Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, uh, I need to clean up my junk drawer. If I don't do it now, uh, it's going to just overflow, and I can't have that. So got too much junk in the truck. I do, I do, I do. So I'd like to share some stories. Let me rummage around in here and see what I can find. <laughs> it's theater of the mind. We I explain. There's technically not really a drawer here. The, the, the Bill, no, Bill didn't want us to do it. Bill wanted us to have a mousetrap in there. Because he thought it would add a comedic edge. Exactly. Um, that uh, that Annabelle wow. is not. <laughs> right, all right. Uh, you know what? Since you mentioned Annabelle, I'll, I'll lead with this. All right. I was going to lead with something else. but Annabelle. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. Annabelle. <laughs> uh, backup goaltender, since Carter Hart is out right now for the Flyers, and uh, you've got Elliot filling in. Brian Elliott is filling in. Uh, so they need another backup. So they've got this guy, Alex Lyon. He played who, last night. Who is? Who, did he play last night? He and, didn't get the start. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Uh, Elliot got pulled last night. They they lost terribly. They shut out, right? Yeah, yeah. Five zip uh, against uh, New Jersey. But, it's all part of the plan. Right. Yeah. But Alex Lyon's new mask has Annabelle on it. Yes. Uh, and by that, I mean Annabelle from the Conjuring yeah. movies. And uh, it's actually a really cool looking mask. Have you guys seen the picture It looks it? awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a great image. And is that part of an ongoing sort of tribute to horror movies? Uh, you know what? I don't know yeah. the origin. Yeah, yeah Steve, he's a huge horror fan. Well, we got to sit down. Yeah, and, and I love when these goalies um, go to talented artists. There are a lot uh, who do these masks for them. And, and so, but Alex Lyon loves horror genre, and so he wanted to include the Annabelle in, in his mask, which is pretty badass. Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> Annabelle. Isis. Annabelle. Uh, that's the only reason I brought it up. Okay. No, it's worth bringing up. Bill Weston and Annabelle. <laughs> All right. That's news. Here we go. This is, uh, this is pretty cool. Steve sent me this story. So, Netflix. When you watch Netflix, there are a couple of things that happen with the autoplay feature, let's say you're just scrolling through to find something to watch and you just stop for a second on one of those things. Maybe it's not because you're interested in it. You just need to pause for a moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a preview of that show starts playing. Yeah. It's actually, I don't mind it because it has turned me on to some things where yeah. I've gone, oh, well, that looks pretty cool. Maybe I'll check that out. It's um, a docking special. But it can it can get a little annoying and repetitive. Uh, now, there's also the autoplay when you're done watching a show and it automatically, yeah. you know, you have three seconds to decide if you're going to watch the next episode or not. It will automatically go to that. Netflix has now released how to stop those features Wait, from but happening. I, I don't mind those. I like that. Then you don't have to do <laughs> yeah. anything. Okay. Some people They're not taking hate it, away. it, though. Some they people do, hate yeah. it. No. So, users will now be able to turn autoplay settings on or off across a variety of different devices this applies both to the next episode feature and the preview feature. On Thursday afternoon, Netflix retweeted a user's complaint about the autoplay feature and offered a helpful message. They said, some people find this feature helpful, others not so much. We've heard the feedback loud and clear. 
members can now control whether or not they want to have the autoplay previews on Netflix. Mm. So the account linked to a new page in the Help Center that gives a step-by-step instruction about how to turn off the Netflix autoplays. Let's have it. That's very, um, it was very cool of them to do this. So if you want to turn off the next episode airplay, say you're done watching Stranger Things and all of a sudden it says... You know, you have three seconds to you have three seconds to comply. <laughs> comply now. Uh, and uh, what you have to do is, in order to turn that off, log into Netflix. Yeah. Click Manage Profiles. Select the profile you want to update. Then check the option to auto play next episode in a series on all devices, and you're done. That's okay. it. That's it. Done. So you yeah. do that on on online on your computer or not on while watching Netflix. Uh, it no, said, you, can, you it, can do it on Netflix, yeah. It says using a web browser, so I don't know if you could do it while watching TV. I think you have to log on to your account vis-a-vis a, a computer. Okay, so not right? while watching so, TV. See, the one I'm reading just says log in to Netflix. Yeah. All right. Uh, so click manage profiles and select the profile. Now, l- hang on. I printed up two versions of this. That's the articles version, and then... Is there a version directly from Netflix? Uh, let's see. Autoplay next episode in a series on all devices. When you watch TV shows and multiple episodes, you can automatically play the next episode. Uh, using autoplay without needing to manually select it. To turn autoplay off, sign in to Netflix from a web browser. There you okay. go. So this is the official. Uh, select manage profiles from the menu. Select the profile you'd like to update. Check or uncheck the option to autoplay next episode in a series on all devices. So there you go. Yes, you have to do it... Uh, through a computer, I tell you, I tell you what. I think they've really uh, they boosted their revenue once they put that five seconds or three seconds. What it, is that? Yeah. What it is right now? Uh, yeah, there you go. And you know, man, a lot of times you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I really like this. Should I watch another one? Should I watch another one? That's what led me to uh, watch Daredevil the whole first season and yeah, straight through. Yeah. And how long? Uh, and, and- it was like. 13 hours. Well, because sometimes hours. it does sway you. Yeah. Rochelle and I, if there's a series that we're watching, and we say we've just finished watching two episodes, all right? Yeah. So we're, we're done. But then it rolls, and then you're like, one okay. more. Yeah. 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 Hang on a second. I got to go to the bathroom. It usually hits yeah. like around, uh, like, so I go to sleep around 11, and I'm finishing up something around a quarter to 11, and I go, can I take this to like 11.20? Yeah, right. Steve, I do the exact same thing. I'm like, well, if I go to bed, I'm 9, not yeah, 11, yeah. but I'm like, if I do 9.20 instead of 9 o'clock, I won't be that tired right, tomorrow. Right. So and I'll I end watch up falling for it. it. Yep. It but gets me every time. Mine is like with the cliffhanger. So if I'm watching a show and, and they really leave you like hanging at the, I'm like, I'll just watch like the first ten minutes <laughs> to the next one, and then flash forward. It's nine twenty. Yeah. It works, and they're, they're they've all copied that. Uh, Apple Plus has it. I think uh, Disney Plus as well. All the streaming services are uh, all employing that method. I canceled Netflix recently because <gasps> not that I don't love it. I love it, but I I found myself um, with someone else's password. No, 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 no. Scrolling back and forth with too, with too many streaming accounts. Oh, okay. And, and so I felt like there was a bunch of stuff that I wanted to watch on Amazon and uh, Hulu and whatever else, and. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Right now, I have too many choices. I'll come back at some point. I'll so sign you're, you're going to use it like uh, uh, when necessary. Yeah. You know, I, when there's a show you want, you sign up for it. Can can you if you jump in and out? Is, but you're still going to get yeah. nailed for it. What's the shortest time period you you can subscribe? To I don't Netflix know. I, for? I canceled it over the holidays, and so I'll, I'll come back over it. You know, at some point. But there was I wanted to watch Fleabag. I wanted to watch yeah. a few things, so I, I just finished Fleabag on Amazon. And I know there's plenty of stuff on Netflix that I'll love, and I'll come back to it without. 
thinking twice about it. But, you know, I had the Disney Plus for a bit, and I got rid of that. So for me, it, it, it's trying to figure out what I want to keep for how long I want to keep it. At what point did you actually get your own Netflix? Because you had used Last your... Last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and, and now I don't have it at all, and I'm like, all right, uh, I'm okay with it. I have another I, method, which is to pay five hundred dollars for it. every streaming service under the sun. And it's not that there, there's something great on every streaming service. I, yeah, I, and I, I understand that and acknowledge it. But it's it's which ones do I want to watch and how long do I want to keep them? I know it it sucks. Yeah, it's, they, it's too much. It's it's too much good on each each one. So by eliminating it's each choice, I, I'm I'm diving deep on Amazon Prime and finding a whole bunch of stuff I want to watch there. Yeah, your method is probably the way to go. Then, uh, you know, decide, they like, say there's two shows on Hulu you want to watch. Yeah. Cancel everything else. Just, you know, spend the month or two it's going to take to watch those shows. And then dump that and get with the other service or the other shows you want to watch. Yeah, maybe that breakup call and all that stuff. It's <laughs> annoying. It's true. By the way, to turn autoplay on or off for previews, it's, it's the exact same way. Sign into Netflix on a web browser. Select manage profiles from the menu. Select the profile you'd like to update and check or uncheck the option to autoplay previews while browsing on all devices. That's it. God almighty, how, how, how television viewing has changed yeah. dramatically. And yeah. it's going to continue to change. Yeah. yeah. All right, so they fixed it. Netflix, let me see what else is in the junk drawer here. Hmm. Trying here. Okay. That's okay. I know you're juggling a lot right now. Uh, the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show first began in 1907, and it will be happening again on Monday and Tuesday in New York City. Big dogs running, oh. big dogs out. I was talking to my friend Will. He says, so the Westminster Kennel Dog Club, that is like the Super Bowl for his parents. So oh, that, oh, oh, they're into it completely? Specifically his mother. Yes. Okay. It's what she is way into. And she doesn't raise dogs or anything no. like that. She, she hates them. She just loves watching this. So... Lots of adorable dogs have graced the show over the years, but the title of Best in Show has been awarded to a uh, dog from the Terrier Group a total of 48 times. So that is the winningest breed in the event's Is history. the fix in? Uh, I don't know. 48 times the Terrier Group has won. 15 of those wins went to Wire Fox Terriers, and the Scottish Terriers took eight of the wins. Uh, the rest of the dog groups don't even come close to winning as many times as the Terriers do. Why even show up then? All right, so well, what's the one that we do here? Because I I had always thought that that was like the big one. Because no, it's that's the one not, that they air on like Thanksgiving. and that's is It is big. It's not, it's not the Westminster. And you know what, Casey, I've forgotten the actual name of it. So uh, I own two Terriers. Yes. I love Terriers. They're wonderful. They're sweet. Uh, they're, they're you good. should enter the dog show. They're really good dogs. They're very, very trainable. I and can see you doing that, Preston, holding up the tail and presenting you the, doing the haunches uh-huh. <laughs> with your suit and your mm-hmm. Saint shirt. Hey, I have a question for you. Are Bring they... the Yorkshire Terrier yeah. forward. <laughs> Are they still a bit obsessive over things? No. Yeah, they've, they've calmed, calmed down. down. As far as what, what do you I just mean remember when you were like you you were uh, when you first got them, they were like digging holes and then they were chewing the wall. Yeah, and... that that they they don't eat the furniture well, anymore. Good okay. news is yeah. that they've added those competitions to the Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> eating through walls. <laughs> wow. Well, my si- carpet. My sister in law had a Yorkie and he was adorable. He was a great dog. He was super friendly, but he was um, like your dogs were in the beginning. It never went away. He no was obsessive kidding. his entire life, and he the thing that he used to do was. The bottom, just above the molding on the wall, he would lick from one end of the wall to the other in every house in on every wall. So, really? so over time, you could see the color wow. change in, in the paint. But the symphonies it. he would compose, amazing. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, they. I thought it was just you know the puppiness uh, they grew out of, grew out of, of, of them, that maybe, rambunctiousness. Yeah. But uh, they're still very sprite dogs. 
Uh, but uh, for example, the uh, so they've they've won. No one has won closer the amount of times than Terrier. So, for example, the Sporting Group has produced the second highest number of Best in Show winners, uh, but a, um, only a total of twenty since nineteen oh seven. Uh, That's a, a dramatic difference. The herding group uh, has fared the worst, only so bad. <laughs> getting two. Uh, no herd, oh, not herding. Sorry. There's two em- best emotionally, in show, yeah. Two best in show winners since the creation of that group in 1983. By the way, I love like the the the, the setters and the the big dogs out. I, I, I'm big dogs running is what I love. <laughs> big, big dogs, dogs out. out. Steve, you had a German Shepherd growing up, right? No, I had a Great Dane. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I, I no, yeah, actually, we did. We uh, the, I was too young to uh, to really be cognizant of it, but we've we've had a couple of we we, we tended to favor the mid level to larger dogs. Uh, the uh, German Shepherd won three years ago in 2017. Last year, Preston, it was the Wire Fox Terrier, uh, but back in '94, it was a Newfie, a Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Oh, no, 2004. Okay, German Shepherds are beautiful dogs. Oh, they're amazing. Just gorgeous. I need to have- all right, so let's get into the other stories I have here. No, no mousetrap, thank God. It's really a risk factor every time you put your hand in there. So the real winners of Super Bowl 54, the Miami Strippers. Hey, don't, all right. Um, don't strippers and prostitutes and stuff like that, don't they all converge on Super Bowl cities? Casey, they converge from all around the country. Right, from to around the, the world. Yeah. To, to take in on the money. So, and I saw the pictures of this, pole dancers wading through ankle-deep piles of cash. And I mean, the entire nightclub was like inches deep in, in money. What the hell are we doing here then? I That's know. where the money is, Preston. Exactly. So, it was uh, during a slew of game day bashes of debauchery, uh, some of which drew celebrities toting boxes full of bills, according to videos. Uh, the floor of one unnamed jiggle joint appears blanketed by dollar bills as nearly nude exotic dancers saunter alongside stages in G-strings and heels, wading through the money. You can see these pictures. In fact, there's a picture. This is nothing. The one, the picture we're looking at right now, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you, you can see some of the floor. And the ones I saw, you couldn't see the floor at all. So Post Malone, who was filmed reaching into a cardboard box while grinning and giving away giant stacks of cash was among the patrons who made it rain extra hard during another one of the uh, in-club parties in the Magic City. Oh, you should have seen Wolf Blitzer. You could hear uh, a strip club patron saying to him, to Post Malone, let me get one. And he hands him a a full-out six-inch tall stack of cash from the cardboard box. Look at this. We're looking at a picture of him right now. It's like a a huge (laughs) moving box filled with cash. That's like me at Primo's. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just throwing money all over the place. <laughs> Making it rain. Uh, former Indianapolis Colts player. Uh, Edrin. Uh, Edrin. Edrin James, thank you, who owns uh, the Miami strip club called One, also joined in the over-the-top revelry by reportedly hauling plastic bags stuffed with thousands of dollars to one event I've never and seen dubbing any- it Stripper Bowl. I've never seen anything like this, Preston. The picture on the on the left here, on the screen. Yeah, up in the, dear it, God. It, so there's yep. a couple of dancers, and as you're right, it's almost knee-deep level. Mm. Cash. Now, we assume there's no Monopoly money in there. It looks like the real deal. Uh, some patrons made a mad dash to steal some money, I pocketing it while the dancers weren't looking, according to a video. But, how, yeah. How do you keep track, especially if, if uh, you're a particularly good... I guess they pool their tips, That's right? That's what they got to do. It's like, you know, busboys. Busboys and strippers are very... Take Wait, a percentage. Oh, hold on. The strippers pull their tips? What's that? Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I would. I would imagine. How would you in a situation night. like that? Okay, yeah. got it. Got on this it, got particular it. night, I would say they'd have to do that. Right. Right. Yeah, man. If you're a retired athlete like Edron James is, that's a brilliant business idea. Going into yeah. a strip club business because yeah. you know you're going to be able to recruit fe- fellow athletes. Active and retired, yep. uh, and they got money to burn. And then yeah. if you can open up a small narcotics place yeah. next to it, put yeah. that in the back. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's right there, man. They got it. One stop shopping. Oh, and then illegal gun running and avocado. Oh, yeah, well, avocado. Everybody oh, yeah. loves it. They're very lucrative. Yeah. All right, uh, what else I got here? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I almost hit a, the sound effect underneath the rummaging, which was this one. <laughs> that's battleship drawer. The maker of Barbie dolls has released uh, new designs to broaden the diversity of its range, including, Stephen, the reason I bring this up, a doll with uh, vitiligo. Yay! Yeah, Steve has vitiligo. I do. Is uh, it, are they introducing a whole skin line, uh, skin disease line? No, but they also have one with no hair, too, Steve. So oh, this I'm is, rocking This it. is you. I finally got my doll. And um, no genitals like me. Mattel said in a statement that the brand wants to showcase a multidimensional view of beauty and fashion through new additions to its Barbie Fashionistas line. Who's the, um, oh, is it Winnie Harlow? Is that her name? The uh, fashion the model. model. Yeah. I'm not sure. She's gorgeous. She has a bit of LIGO. Yeah. Yep. Uh, vitiligo causes patches of skin to lose their pigment, by the way, for those who don't know. Yeah, lucky me. Uh, and uh, Barbie's Instagram page last year. Uh, apparently a prototype for that toy became the most liked post they've ever had. Uh, speaking of the Barbie with no hair, the company said if a girl's experiencing hair loss for any reason, she can see herself reflected in this line. Well, what La- about any Ken dolls that have that as well? I don't know about that. Uh, last year, a doll with a prosthetic leg and another with a wheelchair joined the Fashionista's range. The company has expanded its range of dolls with prosthetic limbs, adding another model this year to its collection. Hey, Preston, are they, uh, are they making one with a penile pump? Um, I'm sure they're working on that. Get back to me on that. Uh, to create its first doll with a prosthetic limb, Mattel worked with Jordan Reeves, a disability activist who was uh, 12 years old at the time and born without a left forearm. Huh. Other dolls in the 2019 Fashionistas line offered a variety of appearances, including braided hair texture and more realis- and more realistic body types, like smaller busts, less defined waist, and more defined arms. You know what? This would be pretty cool, especially because uh, I've talked to a few kids uh, who have a uh, fiddle eye going. I mean, so so if you're... For example, if you're Indian or uh, African American, where your skin is, you know, I'm Irish. I'm supposed to be splotchy, but but still, it's 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 a thing. Yeah. So uh, it's not as um prominent. Right. Uh, right. Your, right. Your, so so ultimately, um, you know, and and uh, people like Winnie Harlow and and these sort of things, I think, make uh, make it easier for them to deal with it. Oh, one hundred percent. I I love this being the uh, you know being a father yeah. and 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 you worry about um your kids and and if they've got dealing. things that make them stand out and make them different. To be able to relate to, uh, you know, relate to themselves with with dolls and things like that, it's it's fantastic. You, you gotta love it. You asked about a Ken doll, Steve. I think this is a Ken doll with long hair. I don't think I've ever seen that before. There's a guy with a tank top and uh, looks like board shorts. Yeah, Not sure. And I think that's a Ken doll. That's, that's a Fabio doll. Is it Fabio? Yeah, yeah. Mattel has incorporated more diversity in its Barbie range by offering dolls with different skin shades, eye colors, hairstyles, and clothing as well. So they've ah. added the vitiligo dolls. Interesting. All right, what else? All right, this is technically a connoisseur story, but oh, I wasn't sure if we'd get hey, to connoisseur hey. before before Valentine's Day or not. So I wanted to, so to include which this voice here. Do you, want? you want the connoisseur? No, no, I don't need it. I don't it's need time it. for the connoisseur. I have oh, to do it. I got it. Uh, Red Lobster has a special offering in times for Val- in time for Valentine's Day. It is 
the Cheddar Bay Biscuits in a heart-shaped box. Oh, they're probably so good. <laughs> it's a cute idea. I love those biscuits. We all do. Yeah. Um, I think this is quirky enough to be fun and, and a, a good gift to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of course, if the person likes those biscuits. The chain will have the biscuit boxes available February 10th. Uh, you can get one by ordering a half dozen Cheddar biscuits. Bay biscuits from uh, redlobster.com for either pickup or delivery. Biscuits. And selecting the option to have them packaged in the heart-shaped box is an additional dollar. What is- food would you give for uh, a Valentine's Day gift like this? You, you know, Mercy gave you the pickle bouquet, right? Yeah, that was so cool. Um, like to Rochelle? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, pudding? <laughs> a box uh, of pudding? No, but you know, all right, how about sushi? You could get like um, uh, like a heart shaped idea. Yeah, yeah thank she you. loves sushi. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be a good one. A heart shaped what? Like a heart shaped like box uh, well, you know to what? put I have the a sushi in. Plate. <gasps> Ooh. A plate and line the sushi in a yeah, heart. Yeah, shape the. Uh, Look what I got you from guppies. <laughs> shape the rolls in a uh, in a little heart shaped box. You could easily shape the Kathy Romano wrap in a heart shape. Awesome uh-huh. from guppies. Awesome. That's like simple. I cut it to look like a heart. We did we did a beef jerky bouquet for my son Carter one time. Good He's idea. a beef jerky fan, so that's good. Fortunately, uh, my we did uh, Kathy for a commercial we recently shot with Duncan. Oh. We did the do- the donut bu- bouquet. That, that was great? pretty cool. Hey, yeah, I did that for Jace last year. I love those. It. Are legit, right? You can go. You can go buy. Can you get those from what, buy pre-order, the bouquet? pre-order those from you know Duncan? I don't know. I know they have the like the heart shaped donuts and all that. Because um, it was really cool. Marissa's but giving thumbs up. You just do skewers. What's that, Marissa? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure they are available at uh, Duncan stores. No way. That the actual bouquet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I like. I'd like to spend some more time thinking about that because yeah. that's I, I'm loving the ideas we did. Rochelle also made one time a a, a booze bouquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she bought a bunch of airplane bottles, mini bottles, That's and then essentially like hot glued them to skewers and arranged them, and that was pretty neat. What That's was the great. time you did something very meticulous? Except she, you got, had gotten into a fight, and it was totally you, you, you collected all these things in a jar or something. And it was actually a very romantic night. Oh, yeah, and then you it threw was... them and shattered them all over the kitchen floor? No. No, oh, that, that, wasn't you. that wasn't you. <laughs> no. It was me. Uh, oh, you did? No. <laughs> no. Uh, it was uh, kisses, Rushy's right. kisses, and I put them in a giant jar. I, I bought uh, a thousand of them Yeah. because there's a line in the song that we danced to our first dance at our wedding that says, it just made me back with 1,000 kisses. And uh, she wasn't too happy with me at the time, so so she hated the. She since apologized. It's like she re- she said, "You really went above and beyond." Oh, and nice. I feel bad. Nice. That's very nice. Does it? That sucks when you're like you put that time and effort into something and it gets ruined by a fight. Yeah, and you're like well, I'll just leave it, I guess, for next year. However, if you got caught short and the gift is inferior, start a fight. Okay, because it, it draws attention away from it. Right, mm-hmm. you're I'm, fat. I'm sleeping with someone else. <laughs> I was just kidding. I didn't have time to shop for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Wait, I swear I know somebody who um, who gets into a fight right before birthday. On purpose. Valentine's Day and Christmas. I'm not even kidding. On purpose. I, I think so. Oh, my God. Every single year. That's have you funny. ever, you, you, you haven't verified it, but it's it's too much to be coincidence. Wait a second. Right, is, exactly, is exactly. So they don't have to get something I think for that? So. Or for, so the gifts are better on the receiving. No, no, end. no. I think so. They they don't have to think about buying something. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And do they get their Christmas trees from the Pine Barrens? <laughs> <laughs> they cut their own tree and then they leave it up till April. I'm pretty sure this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see what else I got here. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I'm having a little bit of a 
schizophrenic thing here. I, we're in the junk drawer, I'm the connoisseur. I don't know what's happening. I told you, it was technically it that one should have been in connoisseur, but it was actually a pretty good drawer. Well, if you care about other people's opinions, it could actually help you pers- uh, persist after failing. So, uh, Binghamton University researchers say announcing your goals publicly, like on social media, uh, may only be motivating when there's immediate feedback after a failure and if there is a high incentive involved with reaching the goal. I don't give a f- So essentially, what this is saying is if you proclaim publicly that, say, you're going to diet or quit smoking or do some type of thing, uh, and you fail, the feedback you get may help you stay on target for fear of failing. You know what I mean? Conversely... There are people who won't do that for fear of being berated for not achieving the goal. Right. But I think I would go the other way. By making the declaration, you're more I would be more likely to stick with it. Yeah. But and uh, it might motivate yeah. you to yeah. stick with it. I'm yes. not necessarily worried what about what people would say to me uh if I failed. It, I'm more concerned about what they would say about me behind my back yes. if I failed. You know what I mean? That's like, a whole other level. Because I think generally, you know. They're all going to laugh at you. Um, you know, like Facebook, I think, just because Facebook is like all of my real friends. So like, you know, the people that I actually know rather than like an Instagram or, or right. Twitter where, I, you know, I don't know most of the people that follow. Um, uh, like, like I, I, I don't think any the, anybody on like Facebook would, if I failed, they wouldn't be like, dude, look at you. <laughs> You're eating donuts. You're not supposed to be. You know? Right, right. Well, just don't post pictures of you eating donuts. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I post that? Why did I post that picture of me smoking a cigar and eating a donut? Oh, my God. All right, one more. All righty. Story. Um, no, that one's stupid. No, no right, that one's Open the door. Um, I'm looking for one in particular. Okay, here we go. I'm going to break the drawer. I think this is a dumb idea. All right. So I figured I'd bring it up. It's perfect for our show. Uh, So you don't want to drink, but you don't want people that you're with to question your decision to not drink. And I know what that's like because I've uh, I've gone to a bar when I've when I've taken a pause on booze, and I will get a drink that looks like it's alcoholic. Just to not answer the question. To not answer the question why why you're not drinking. But now there's a thing called the Pin Project. The Pin Project. It's a uh, it's a collective a pledge pin <laughs> pledge pin <laughs> your uniform. It's a collective of bartenders and service industry professionals advocating for the mindful consumption of alcohol. They've created a pin that people can wear that signifies that they do not plan to drink. An inscription an inscription on the pin reads: "The pin is a tool, a simple identifiable symbol that, when worn, expresses the intention not to drink." It's just going to call you out even more. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. How about like, like, like a perhaps like a physical branding Preston, like yeah. a hot iron on the forehead <laughs> with a, like a big L on it. Okay, right. it's a little bit more permanent, Steve. Yeah, uh, but this is a it's sort of the equivalent of a, putting a picture of yourself eating a donut and smoking a cigar on Facebook. You know, hey, love that donut picture. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, like, you know, it was a callback to what we were originally talking uh, about. Uh, uh. You know, like I agree with you, Kathy. Like. You're now alerting to everybody something that, that you're you're, not- you're trying to maybe keep private. Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. you yeah, don't know. Even who cares if you don't want to drink? What I 
I would never say, t- I don't think I would ever say to you, Preston, oh, you're not drinking tonight. Right. You worry, though. So as somebody who's been worry? so, as somebody who's been sober for a little while, and especially in the very beginning, you're like, oh, what are, you know. Well, I don't, but I'm, okay, so I'm not talking about somebody who has an issue. I'm just talking about somebody who's deciding not to have a drink that evening. You know, uh, to that point, Casey, you you were uh, amazing at the beginning of your uh, sobriety uh, because. Not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I mean, still, you know, no, now it's pretty much depressing. No, no. The, the. Um, <laughs> The, what I'm saying is that initially, when I assume it would be the most difficult, we were doing events, yeah, constantly at bars and nightclubs, yeah, you know. So it was well, but like you, you honestly, like you, the the pressure, right? Like people, the, you know, even if like you're not drinking for the night, you know, people sometimes won't let that go. It's like, dude, you know, come on, man, have one. Like, yeah, why yeah, not just have yeah. One? There are some people, especially the ones that are getting drunk, yeah. That won't let that go. They're like, come on, man. Yeah. How, okay, so after, I, after those words came out of my mouth and I said that, I, I really, truly don't think I would ever say that to you. However, I would 100% say it to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, like if we're at an event, I'm like, you're not drinking? Why? That's true. What's well, wrong? Here's a way to, to, okay? to avoid that, Kathy. Spend like 23, 24 years on air on a morning show telling people you don't drink. You have a drink That's what worked for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no one ever asked me that. But for anybody out there that's wondering, I, I, I'm going to tell you categorically, Categorically, if I could just get that word out of my fat mouth, um, <laughs> categorically, people really don't pay attention to what you're drinking. Right. I mean, they really, really don't. Well, case in point, uh, you've mentioned your sobriety a few times, and mm-hmm. we'll get texts. And I saw Casey drinking. He was drinking. He was out at a bar. So I'm drinking. No, no you didn't. No, you no, really no, didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, but people, I got an email from somebody who thought I was at a Kiss concert on Tuesday okay. night in Allentown. There you go. Well, yeah, you were. You doing Houston, there? this is Gene. I think I just saw you in the audience. You were smoking a cigarette. I was very upset with you. Um, no, but I guarantee you, you did not see me drinking. You yeah. might you might have seen me with a, a diet coke a or drink. a donut. You, you, you might have seen me with a uh, like a club soda and lime. Okay, yeah, that's know? what I'll do. I'll and get... a lot of times you could just do that. You know, just kind of mask it. The or... easiest is a coke. I, I, like I'll drink. A, sometimes I'll use that as like a splurge because it's like a little dessert for me. Mm-hmm. And it it's a you know for people who don't know or whatever the story is, it looks like a like a rum and coke or yeah. sure, I just uh, you know, ginger yeah. ale and throw a lime in it. Throw a lime in go. it and Looks you're like good. Booze. You know what I do? I just get a drink. There yeah. you go. I get a drink. Right. Yeah, it solves all the problems. <laughs> but and, like, and you also put a little bit of talcum powder around your nose. <laughs> so just people so know. So they yeah. know I'm, I'm good to go. I'm coked up and drunk. Woo! <laughs> 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 Uh, also, <laughs> Kathy's good. Yeah, she good. Uh, a line to use is I'm not drinking tonight. You know, so for anybody that's just trying to get a day sober or whatever. I'm not drinking tonight. It's not a lie. I'm not drinking tonight. Just turn around, turn yeah. around and go, I'm a designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the easy way out. If you ever, if you do ever ask somebody or someone asks you, I'm driving tonight. That's it. No one's going to ask yeah. you a question again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, by the way, the Fender, the Fender, the founder of the Pin Project. <laughs> I am the Fender of the Pin Project. <laughs> Me and you know, come to some decisions. <laughs> Mark Goodwin uh, explains that in his time as a bartender, he often had women ask him for drinks that were mocktails because he didn't feel like drinking, but they didn't want people they were with to assume that they were pregnant. Yeah, uh, somebody texted that in. If you're if you're a woman and you're out and you're not drinking, 
people will often assume that you're pregnant. Well, well why not just hand out sh- T-shirts that say, I am not pregnant? Well, we've <laughs> yeah. had a friend who at this point has been pregnant for like six years because she, she like stopped drinking. We're like, she's having another baby for <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And now flash forward years and we're like, she's still not drinking. I guess uh, she's not pregnant. When I was first became sort of a public figure that everyone assumed I was pregnant because I would not drink. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just another addition. I don't smoke weed either. So, yes, I'm, I'm dead sober. He's full yeah, on sober. Full yeah, on yeah, sober. Yeah, absolutely. What are you All reading, right. text? Yeah, I just read one. If he smokes weed, he's not sober. <laughs> Shut up. If you he eats donuts, he's not sober. <laughs> Two things. It's not for you to decide. Yeah. All right? Well, um, and yeah. for the, in, in the listener's defense... Yeah. You talk about it now, but initially you didn't like there wasn't some big coming out where you were talking no. about it. So I think sometimes people are still a little confused. I waited yeah, seven Casey, years to make a proclamation. Yeah, Casey slowly and and at that you didn't make you didn't even make like an official announcement. announcement you finally right. just said it one day. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, Casey held on to that secret for a long, long time. When you're out in an event, do you like drinking a non-alcoholic beverage? No, okay. no, no, no. I uh, it, to me, and that's my personal mm-hmm. uh, um, stance is. I, you're John. Well, no, like not even no, like, a, like a soda or something. No, are you talking about like a like an O'Doul's or something like that? Yes. Oh. No, I don't touch that stuff. I, I do, and yeah. Preston um, introduced me to that year. So if I'll go through a stretch where I'm not drinking, I'll, I like having something in my hand, and I like tasting something that reminds me. Yeah, I'm I don't drinking like alcohol. That. So like a gin and tonic, but uh, no gin. I right, hold the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> or only gin. Only gin. With no on the tonic. Rocks. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, holding off on tonic. Yeah, keep that tonic out. It, it, it does things to me. You can sip your tonic and then take a sip of my gin. That, gotcha. that tonic takes away valuable gin room. Yeah, thank you. What's this uh, ice doing in here? <laughs> yeah, I, I drank the non-alcoholic beers yeah. when I was off for almost two years of drinking. And, and then, uh, to me, it, it helps. Yeah. Everyone's had a stint of not drinking. Yeah. Except, Except you. Do I need to do Dear God, I'm a raging alcoholic. <laughs> and I do cocaine. Kathy, for our sanity, no. Keep drinking, right, please. Please, yeah, please. Oh, that's sweet. You're so much more tolerable. Okay. Kathy learned they preferred her as an alcoholic. <laughs> that's all I got in the junk drawer, so thank you for allowing me to clear these stories out. We're going to take a break. Uh, we have a number of guests on the program. Uh, comedian Michael Yo will be first up in the 8 o'clock hour, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a few. The Bizarre Files on the way. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Before we get into the bizarre file, I want to mention something yesterday where we had a conversation about first kisses, and uh, we, we came up with the idea, uh, if there is an adult listening, you're over 18 years of 18 or older, and you've never kissed anyone before, you've never had your first kiss. And for whatever reason that may be, maybe it's it's nerves. That might be part of it. We'd like to rip that Band-Aid off. Yeah. And give you your first kiss live on the air here on Valentine's Day next Friday. Put you on that path towards oral. I th- yes. Yeah. We all want to get there. One Absolutely. One step at a time. One step, one step baby at a steps. time. That's right. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one footstep. That's right. Um, so if if that's you, if you fall in that category and you'd like to do this, and listen, I know we, we got a couple of people that were interested yesterday, uh, email us, and we'll see if we can facilitate that. And uh, I think it's going to be wonderful. You can email marissa at wmmr.com, and uh, you know maybe if we get enough, we'll have people who will have... Two people kissing that have both never had uh, a first kiss. Do you know what people? Or wild? we can get uh, kissing surrogates. Kissing surrogates. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we know a couple people. Sure. Rockstar Rob and uh, Gary Lauer. And, no, we're not going <laughs> to. Uh, so, no, no. What we're going to do is we're going to. Um, <laughs> we're going to. Don't worry, I we got you covered. We got. We 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 got you. 
Uh, but Casey, you met up, brought up the concept yesterday of the, the kissing parties that you used to, you know, when you yeah. were in, in, as a kid. We'll, we'll see how this manifests. But what, what we are going to do is we're going to try to make it really nice, Dude, make it romantic. If we had enough people. For a kissing party? We could do spin the bottle. We could oh, do spin yeah. the bottle. Yeah, yeah. It could be a lot of fun. Um, so spin, when was the last time you played spin the oh bottle? Probably last, like last week, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were swingers. No, I remember being at a party. It was only the second time I ever did an open mouth kiss with somebody and it was courtesy of spin the bottle. Yeah. I got to flat out. Yeah. It's a good, I mean, honestly, yeah. it's a good game to sort of force yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Remember like growing up, there was always that one girl. Like in, the in no no oh. no no the prettiest one oh, oh. of like the the whole area. I was remembering oh. this. <laughs> I got to kiss the prettiest one because of spin the bottle. No kid. Yep. Good for you. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. Well, did she react pleasantly, or was one of the? All right, let's get this over. No, no. I mean, it was so. What was crazy? It was it was spin the bottle, and if it landed on if you and the likelihood of this happening is just crazy. Um, if you if it the bottle landed on you two like uh, three times in a row, then you went and did seven minutes in heaven, and that's what happened to us. Wow. So if I spun, landed on her. She spun, landed on me. I spun, landed on her. Wow. Seven minutes in heaven. Wow. That's yeah. still uh, you still file that in the spank bank. Well, it was just a it was just a French, you know, like that's you know, the seven minutes in heaven was just with a little Greek. It was just us <laughs> Frenching. <laughs> uh, yeah, those there was no Greek. Right. Seven seven. That's. That was seven minutes in hell, man. That was, that was the most uncomfortable seven minutes every single time. Did you see the Goldbergs where the um, he he gets one of those situations with the girl he's into and his mother's sitting in the closet? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it, really? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, the bottom line is if you are an adult and you've never kissed anyone, we would like to help you out. We'd like to send you down that path to oral, like Steve said. So uh, email us. I think you can email Marissa would be the most direct route. Marissa with one S at WMMR.com. Yeah. Or get in touch with any of us and we'll forward it to marissa <laughs> should we have Rock- take out the middleman should we have rockstar rob be a part of this no we no. should okay all right. no. let's no. do the bizarre no. file now, bizarre. wmmr presents Kristen and steve's bizarre, bizarre file <laughs> brought to you this morning by god shawls turkey bacon 80 percent less fat than pork bacon but a hundred percent of the taste available at acme Shoprite, redner's Walmart and Sam's Club. So let's begin here. A neighborhood is on edge after one of their neighbors went on a violent spree, allegedly throwing fecal matter, breaking down a fence and barricading himself inside his home. Eventually, the bomb squad and the SWAT team were called out, and he was taken into custody. Where do these people get this instant access to fecal matter? The ordeal was all captured on video. According to David Baird, he said, I told him if you break through this fence, I'm going to have to shoot you. Now, David Baird had his gun in hand after his neighbor, John Stafford, was a Allegedly trying to break down their shared fence by using a Roomba vacuum cleaner. Yes. Okay. He was propelling the Roomba vacuum cleaner into the fence? Yes. And uh, he was trying to break it. So he said, I was, uh, Baird said, I was scared for my family. He and his wife, uh, his wife and his kids were huddled inside their home after a 12 hour ordeal with the man next door. He said he threw fecal matter out from his driveway onto our yard. That's where we keep our fecal matter. Eventually, the <laughs> SWAT team and the bomb squad and their robot were called out. Baird and his neighbors stayed up late to capture it all on video. Now, Stafford, this guy barricaded himself inside his home while making several calls to police. He dialed 911. You could, There's a video of the dispatcher saying, 911, what is the location of your emergency? And then Stafford says, I would like to report a dick bag. <laughs> 
He said, sir, you'd like to report a what? He said, a dick bag. <laughs> and then the the, the uh, dispatcher said, can you speak like an adult, please, and tell me what situation a penis bag. you're having me. And he said, did you hear me? So dispatchers took six 911 calls from him and all. He had said, I'm going to run you guys into the effing ground. Mm. Uh, okay, have a nice night, the dispatcher said. Uh, Stafford's night was about to end in handcuffs. Negotiators were in the street trying to lure him outside. Eventually, they had to release canisters of pepper spray in to get him out. Police are still trying to figure out why he was in such a violent state. And you said this guy was a yoga instructor? Uh, he is in the county jail facing a complaint of planning an act of violence. No, I have no idea what he does for a living. <laughs> That's crazy. How about this for crazy? A Massachusetts man who was being attacked by two pit bull dogs was accidentally killed by a neighbor who tried to help. Oh! Wait do you hear what happened. Police were called for a reported mauling in progress. Officers in a canine unit arrived at an apartment to find two mature pit bulls engaging in a volatile confrontation. The two dogs then turned their attack onto the officers who ended up using their department-issued weapons to kill the animals. Police then found a man with a crossbow injury dead inside the apartment and a child in a nearby room unharmed. Now, listen to how this happened. Investigators believe the neighbors heard the commotion inside the apartment. They called police and then entered the apartment in hopes of saving the man. Police say the neighbor got a crossbow, shot it at the dogs. One arrow struck one dog. It went through the dog, went through the door, and hit the man who was being mauled. Oh, my God. Police say that the man was trying to barricade himself from the attack when he was struck and killed by the crossbow. The man's death is being considered accidental. And The guy's uh, going to feel like hell, though. Yeah, for- the neighbor described the DA's office as, uh, by the DA's office as a good Samaritan. He is working with authorities. That's pretty messed up, yeah. All right, this is just funny. A 21-year-old man in England had to be rescued from a child's high chair after his <laughs> friends made him a bet that he couldn't fit in it. <laughs> It took three people who were all laughing uncontrollably to pull Jamie Brahma out of the chair at the McDonald's. Jamie was at the shopping center with his pals to watch the uh, film 1917, but the group had arrived two hours early, so they went to the food court to kill some time before the film started. Jamie's pal Luke said that he would buy him a strawberry milkshake from McDonald's if he could fit into the high chair. (laughs) Seems a worthy effort. Jamie went for it, but he ended up getting stuck, much to the delight of his mates who were on hand to film the moment. Luke said he was thirsty, didn't have much money, so I said I'd buy him a strawberry milkshake if he would fit in the high chair. He said he could fit in easily, and it took three people to get him out. Two security guards came over and had uh, had to pull on the bottom of the chair while I pulled him out by his arms. It was hilarious. We couldn't stop laughing. The security guards told us off and said that we were on our last warning, but they also couldn't stop laughing. This is like the story you had about the woman who got her fingers caught in the shopping cart. Yes. Just to see if she could stick her yep. fingers in and yep. got stuck. Yep. Uh, all right. How about this one? This is funny because it, uh, it was an email. There's not much to the story, but I did like it. While many uh, TV stations are focused intently on the February ratings book, Sinclair's WCIV Charleston is dealing with a much bigger problem. Apparently, there are boogers on the wall of the men's bathroom. Oh. We've had that. There, we have. We had it in the yeah, men's room the by the hell? by the left latrine. But the GM. What's funny about this is, is somebody got a hold of a memo that the GM put out. Yeah, Margaret Nelms is her name. She sent it out to the staff, and it's written as follows: It has come to our attention that the men's bathroom is not being kept neat between cleanings. 
There appears to be boogers on the wall. <laughs> Every employee and our clients benefit from having a clean, sanitary environment to work in. Please help us provide that environment by keeping the office bathroom clean. And then she ends it with, wow, I never thought that I would have to write a memo like this. And then somebody uh, had uh, apparently written back or responded to it. A woman in the office said, all the women are laughing because <laughs> it happened in the men's room. In the men's room, yeah. yeah. Well, what is that thing where you the need to wipe your wipe boogies your snot on, the on the wall? I think they're flicking it probably. And yeah, it, but it's he, going on the walls. Oh but you can flick God. it into the yeah. toilet. Yes. Well, the same place tissue? where your piss and poop goes. But didn't did it stop here after we talked about it? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, for the longest time, there was some sort of like Art Deco installation. Well, that's the thing. I, th- I thought you guys described it as sort of like a collection. So flicking it would not yeah. make sense unless they were purposely flicking it in the same yeah, spot maybe. every damn day. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's possible. You guys are disgusting. These people Aren't are just gross. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Let me give you the, the away the last of my Sonic the Hedgehog passes for the screening, which is tomorrow at 10 a.m. At the Regal UA Riverview on South Columbus Boulevard. Uh, we'll go ahead and take five callers and give those to you. The movie opens next Friday, by the way, 215-263-WMMR. couple other things. I want to thank our friends from uh, Primo's for being uh, here this morning. Love them. And feeding us. Uh, they brought an assortment of hoagies today, made with only the highest quality. Thuman's Meats and Cheeses sliced fresh to order and served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls. Bake fresh in store every few hours. So we thank those guys because they're quite yummy. And then Nick, why don't you mention the Undie Run tomorrow? Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. tomorrow, uh, noon to four ish. Uh, it's a fun run. Um, the run, as I said many times, is really just a loose part of it. It's basically people hanging out in their underwear, drinking, having a good time. Uh, but it's for a terrific charity event, and uh, there is Team WMMR. I uh, got a nice email pressing from an old calendar girl, Erica, who's going to be on our team. Saw tomorrow. that. That's so cool. And so, um, uh, and there's going to be a bunch of current calendar girls on Team MMR as well. There's a costume contest. So uh, it's tomorrow at World Cafe Live. Starts at noon, uh, and it's just a great party. And if you want to sign up, uh, we are still taking submissions to be a part of Team MMR. The information's up on PressingSteve.com. No rain in the forecast. Yeah. Now too, which is great. Perfect. All right, uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, Michael Yo's going to be a punchline Philly, so he's going to be popping in just a few. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be back shortly. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. Our next guest is going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow, and he is on the I'm Exhausted Tour. <laughs> That's there what he's is. calling it. Yeah, we're welcoming him back to our studio. Michael Young Yay! is here this morning. I love you guys. We love you. Thanks for being here. Best morning show in the world, and I really wow. mean oh, Thank that. you, man. Yeah, I appreciate I, I'm it. serious. You got it going on, man, and you got something special over here. We always say we, we, we suck probably a little bit less than we think we do, but that's about as good as we'll go. But we appreciate the comments. Yeah, I mean, it's you nice. suck, but you, like, like <laughs> you said, you're not you're you're the best suckers out of all the yeah. shows. When yes. it comes to sucking, we've mastered it. <laughs> yeah. You walked into um, I'm the best at sucking. That's right. You that's walked right. into our green room, our Xfinity Lounge, and you had that huge graphic with your beautiful face beautiful. on it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that a nice welcome? I I like that. It, yeah. It, what is that lounge called? The Xfinity, Xfinity Lounge. Yeah, it's so beautiful, it's, man. Yeah, it's you. it's definitely a step up from y'all putting me at a desk last year. <laughs> I was at somebody's desk last year. You were. They were like, can you get up? I got to work. I was like, what, what is going on with this building? Every day, it honestly, looks like post. In some aspects, it looks like post-war Berlin. In other aspects, it's brand spanking new. So if you look at our window, we cut, we talk about our, our tarp that used yeah. to be our, our view. But they, they're putting a uh, an atrium right out in front of the building here. So there are multiple reconstruction projects that took place, and they tried to sync them all up so that the tenants wouldn't be that... Uh, put out by so it. So it's like a mess everywhere. So it's a it's mess, a mess everywhere. everywhere. Now, yeah. was this part of your contract? You were like, you got to change the whole building for us to stay. Is that what y'all asked for? Not N- us, no, but, but another, that's a good idea. But another company in in the building, apparently, that's why it's going yeah. out there because that's what they... Good for them. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the I'm Exhausted Tour. Yes, I'm tired. You are the brand new father. You already had a three-year-old and now you have a just over two months uh, yeah, it's, trial. Yeah, she just turned two months old. Uh, I mean, like, I, I always say I would die for my son, but yeah. I would kill for my daughter. Like, I, it's like a different level Is of it? love. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, I love this little girl so much. And then we, the biggest problem we had was naming the baby. Okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm a dude, so I think futuristic. Like, I don't want I don't want dudes making fun of my girl's name. That's when they clearly a you consideration. Know, but, like, you can't, name her, you can't name her Simone. You know, oh, Simone <laughs> yeah. like the bone. You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> My wife wanted to name our daughter Piper. I was like, oh, hell no. no. See, I actually I like, like that no. name. I like that Nobody's name. piping her. No, no, no. no. Right. You know my mom's name. She wanted to say my son's named after my dad. So yeah. my mom was like, well, you can name baby after me. But her name is K-U-M. I oh. can't name her. No. Shut up. No. That's my mom's name. How do you pronounce I, it? Come. Stop it, Stop really? It. I grew up with a mom named Come. Oh, man. I had it worse. My dad's oh, name was the- Jizz. Jizz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got together. Come and jizz. It would have been amazing. Your, what is your mother's ethnicity? That her name Korean. is Korean. Korean. Okay, yeah. so come is a that's uh, it's a, it's like it's like Mark over here. I guess it's like come. <laughs> you know, well, you're, you're, you're as you call yeah. you're you're you're, bla- you're Blasian. I'm Blasian. Yeah. Right. My uh, I, wow. so I had a friend whose mom's name is is Gabriel, and my mom used to talk to her on the phone. And I thought it was hilarious because she would be like, "Oh, hi, gay," and I, you know, as yeah. a kid, I was like, "That is." So but funny. that's not. But that's not bad. No, cum is bad. Yeah, cum is bad. Yeah. Kum is bad. Kum is horrible. There's a, a there's a convenience slash gas station in Colorado. Come and go. Come and go. Come and go. Yeah. I was like, Mom, do you own gas stations now? What's going on? So, so like, how long a process? Because a lot of times now, and it's it's more a frequent thing where the baby's born and the name isn't decided on until weeks after. It took three days. Three days. That's so we, actually pretty yeah. quick. So we named her Elise. Okay, that's yeah. a beautiful name. Yeah, it could, nothing rhymes with it really. You know, so she oh, said, "Kids will figure it out." Yeah, but <laughs> you should put up a picture because when my it, it's on my Instagram when I when we had the baby, 
uh, I looked down at the baby. I looked at my wife, and I yeah. went, who's the father of this baby? Because we had a white baby. Yeah. Like, literally, the baby is all. My son looks exactly like me. My daughter is completely white. Like, wow. they, Blue like eyes. It took all the it took all the black and Asian out of <laughs> out of the baby. Like it's a, look at it. That, that's a white and baby. That's right crazy there. because black and Asian look, genes. That's are a very, white baby. <laughs> those are dominant genes, man. Yeah. They and and that and Not is your case. and now is your wife white? Yeah, she's white. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they <laughs> held down God? the black and Asian part. <laughs> they were like white power with this baby right here. <laughs> no, she's beautiful, but but yeah, that yeah that. that yeah, she's white. I unfortunately I thought of something that'll rhyme with your daughter's name. Oh no! Don't no. Tell, no, don't no, do don't it. Don't tell them. It's not that bad, but oh, at least gonna... call the police. Mm, no, see, but that doesn't offend me. That's not bad. All that doesn't right. offend me. It's like felony Melanie. Yeah, 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 felony. Yeah. yeah. Like the only one, like Elise the Beast, but that's fine. All right, that's okay. That's fine. It's yeah. not like Simone like the bone. Right. Or, no, or kids, Mer- aren't, kids aren't that creative. Or Mercedes. Everybody's riding that Mercedes. You know, no. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay. You know, Elise is safe, and that's what I think. Or do you just go the absolute opposite way and make it so completely slutty that <laughs> yeah. you, you've already killed all the jokes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just call her what? Like, what would that name? Libya. <laughs> but you're right about the daughter thing, because I had two boys first, and then my daughter was last, and I'm like, okay, what's it going to be like having a girl? What? What? How is this going to be different? And I was telling these guys, as she started to, you know, just as a baby and, and into toddler years, you know, you see so much of your wife in that child as well, and as much as you love your wife... It's even it's even more with the little girl. Oh, is that been your deal? It's wild. But you got to watch out yep. because I'm learning my wife. Like, when you get married, and even when you're dating, women love to test you. They're always testing to see where you stand. I'm holding this beautiful baby girl yeah. that's two months old that looks exactly like my wife. And my wife looks at me and goes, oh, she's so much prettier than I am. That is a test, my oh, friend. Yes, it yeah. is. Do not answer wrong because you will have a hell of a day. And I looked at my wife because in my head I'm going through the process. I'm like, okay, the first thing I was going to say was, of course she, she is. Because yeah. if somebody said my son was better looking than me, I'm like, of course. Second thing I thought was, okay, you look alike. But no, 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 that's not even good. So what came out of my mouth was, baby, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And she was gone. She went. She looked at me and goes, you passed. <laughs> <laughs> they're always testing us. Well, right? they're 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 all in their little <laughs> things like that. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but uh, it's it, you guys. I mean, I you know, following you on, on yeah. There's on my life. wife. She's beautiful. Oh, wow. Beautiful family. Damn. It's yeah. Show. So where, where did you meet her? Uh, a oh, blind date. Really? Yeah. So I tell all my friends. Everybody's now. Hey, I want to get married because I'm old. I was older. Like I met her when I was 38. 38 years old. I got married when I was 36. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was uh, much older. So I was looking to marry and have kids. And on our first date, there's a difference between dating to marry and dating to date. You know, you look for two completely different women. Right. Yeah. You know, so when I dated to marry, on our first date, the first thing out of my mouth was, if you don't plan to have kids in the future or get married, I mean, we can have this lunch, but this will be our last time seeing oh, each you, other. Oh, you, like you were. Oh, I said it right out because oh. I wasn't. I was you didn't done. want to waste your time. Yeah. I, yeah. Why waste time? 
if yeah. you're looking for that. Did you make so, her bring her financial records as well? Yes, I did. No, <laughs> I automatically knew my credit was going to be better because she's white. I mean, I was like, this is a win. I can't lose. You know, this is a downgrade for her, but an upgrade for me, you know? Was it a setup, a blind date, or was it, uh, did people... It was through a mutual friend. Okay, so they thought you'd be good together. Yeah, so I was on a red carpet with Sharon Osbourne. I always host every year this breast cancer awareness uh, event because my mom beat breast cancer twice. So I host this event, and I was talking to Sharon Osbourne, and a reporter heard us talking. And Sharon was like, why are you single? I'm going to set you up with a friend. So the reporter came over and goes, hey... Uh, I don't really know you, but uh, I have this girl that she hasn't been out in two and a half years because Whoa. she hates the guys. So I was like, oh, my Ooh, God, this girl's going to be a monster. She's going to be a beast. But uh, so we went out on the first date and been inseparable ever ah. since. We got married four years ago, and now we have two kids. So it's like what we talked about that first date has actually happened because we both were on the same page. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I got to text somebody who's listening in Miami right now. It says, oh. Michael Yo, the half-black brother, brother with, with the, the Korean. Korean mother <laughs> was my favorite DJ down here in Miami. Yeah, I did. You were a radio jock? Yeah, I, was a, I did afternoons in Miami on Y100 for 12 years. Oh, wow. We yeah. worked at a Y100, by the way. The, wh- which yeah, one? Yeah, it was, well, it was, it was yours, the name but... of the radio station here. It was 100.3 FM, but it was called Y100. And actually, from time to time, we would get people emailing us getting the wrong email address oh, thinking yeah. it was you guys yeah, and yeah. vice versa. I yeah, so, so I, I did radio. I was I started radio when I was 16. I've done it for uh, like now, was 16, like 25 years. Wow. That's, so, that's so wild, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love radio, and I did six years in Miami, and then six years I syndicated the show from L.A. to Miami. Okay. So I did afternoons. Yeah, I love it. When I did, when did uh, stand-up come into the, the picture? At Chelsea Lately. Yeah. So I was on Chelsea lately, and I was just a reporter because they had three comedians to dog celebrities, and then I would be the guy that defends them. Right. So that's how the whole celebrity kiss ass. Right, right. Oh, Chelsea made fun of me. And then everywhere I traveled, people go, where are you going to perform? Where are you performing? I was like, oh, my Asian side was like, oh, okay, opportunity. (laughs) 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 You can make money now. (laughs) So I started, the first time I tried stand-up was in Miami, and I did 15 minutes my first time, and... And Joe Coy took me under his wing. That's, that's that a guy. good guy. Yeah. Good guy. He was like, very funny guy. He goes, the difference between you and other comedians, you don't tell jokes. You got like real stories you can tell. Right. And that's right. how my comedy is. So literally, he took me on tour for a couple of years and I learned my way. And then he set me off and it's been taken off. So you, you that was actually a, a good sort of um, way to enter because you were used to the industry. You, you'd performed and you knew how to re- read an audience. It's a different thing reading a live stand up yes. audience, though. Um, so how long before you, you found your voice? You, 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 oh, my goodness. I, I think I think uh, probably about three years ago. I've been doing stand-up for eight years now. Okay. So, like, three years ago it started, but now it's 100%. When I go on stage, I it, it, it's going to sound weird, but... It's not even about the audience laughing. It's about me telling my stories. And, and sticking it's and an sticking interesting thing. in the pocket. When you see the people that, and we, we had Tom Pop on yesterday. Oh, and, love and Tom him. Pop is one of the absolute best. Yes. Just that seamless, you know, and, and Bill Burr, seamless. Oh. And there's so many great ones. And uh, getting to that point required, it's a lot of work to make it look like it's not a lot of work. It is. Yeah. It is. And what I love is, the thing I really love about stand-up it's an equalizer because yeah. no one can just do it. Yeah. You have to literally put in the work to mm. see if the work jokes work. Like, 
I don't care if you're Bill Burr. I was at Bill Burr when he started a brand new hour. We were in Miami. We were at the South Beach Comedy Festival, and he was trying out a whole new hour. Right. It's the black and white special, one of the best specials he's ever done. But this was the first night he tried that material. He came out. First joke didn't work. He went to something he knew would work. Tried another joke, didn't work. He went back. But he kept going back yeah. and, and trying wow. to find... Because yeah. the first thing he said, he walked out, and uh, he, he, this was total Bill Burr. He goes, so tell me why you can't hit women, right? So that's the first thing he said on stage. Jesus. So the crowd is like, what? <laughs> but then he started explaining, nobody was on board. He went into a joke that worked, and then he brought it back. So let's talk about hitting women again. Yeah. So he kept coming yeah. back the whole show to find out the beats that work. And then when you watch his black and white special, yeah. you'll see it's one of the most the brilliant product. jokes in the special. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, I went does. and saw this guy. He's a um, a humorist, a, a writer, really, uh, David Sedaris. You know, yes. Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. So I saw him um, speaking, you know, essentially he was speaking, not performing. But uh, either way, it's a, it's a humorous um speech and we were there for the first night me and my wife and it was wild because he was literally taking notes as he was performing Mm. so like he would do something and if it got a laugh you would see him you know mark in his own notebook because he was basically speaking from a podium and he had a notebook with him and then even when jokes that didn't land you saw him make notes and stuff like that it's pretty wild well this is only my second stop of the i'm exhausted tour yeah so it's all new material like my first special is blazing i got to shoot another one at the end of the year so blazing is on amazon prime amazon prime you can watch it for free or go to michaelyo.com watch it for free so get caught up because what basically I'm creating, uh, like, my own stand-up sitcom. Yeah. Like, because mine is about my life. Mm-hmm. So, literally, this picks up right when my last one ends. So, it's obviously, it's a daunting thing to be doing what you do for a living. And there's multiple things. And then you have this, uh, before we came on, you were getting sent pictures of your... of your. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, oh. it's, is it... Um, it's got to be really tough. It's so tough. It's yeah. like, I really don't want to be with y'all right now. You know what I mean? No, no. I, I just miss my family as soon as I leave, as soon as I land somewhere. Yeah. But, like, you know, my mind is completely changed. It's like I got off the plane today and the taxi driver was like, oh, how's the flight? I was like, hey, man, it landed. Because after this Kobe thing, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. After this Kobe thing, you just appreciate the plane land. I don't care what kind of turbulence is it. Yeah. It freaking landed. And Everyone thinks it. about that. It'd be, it, you know, and, and I've heard there was actually... They were talking to a number of celebrities who, who listen, statistically, obviously, it's still safe, but yeah. you, you still, you, you, you just uh, never know. It gets in the back of your mind and yeah. you, you worry. There's yeah. nothing wrong with counting your blessings, too, yeah. you know, yeah, and being I, appreciative. As soon as I land, man, and I, 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 I hate when people on a plane complain about little things. Like, literally, a woman next to me, I was on a plane trip, like, uh, probably about three weeks ago, and I go, oh, we need to check for some mechanical issues. The lady was like, oh, yeah. another delay. I was like, it's for mechanical <laughs> issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Don't yeah. be stupid. <laughs> You've yeah, done a, a lot of uh, red carpet stuff over yes. your career, obviously. I, I'm curious as to what your opinion is of, of something like the Oscars there this Sunday. And, and do, do you, from an insider's perspective, does it change how you look at an award show? You know what? Uh, it, it does because it's funny when you're not in it. Because I haven't done the Oscars in like a year and a half, two years. What's interesting about being in it is you think the whole world is consumed by it. Like, because your world is consumed by it. Then I come to Philly, I come to other people like, oh, the Oscars are on? Like, nobody even knows. <laughs> yeah. you know what it, I mean? it is. We were talking about this morning about living in that, in that TMZ. In that, that bubble. That, that bubble, mm. that Calabasas, everything, with you, that whole world. And you can see, it's like, we talk about how you'll see an actress that starts to get the all the cosmetic surgery. And I'm like, you need to understand, like, here in Philadelphia, that's going to be a little bit more anomalous, but 
there, you everyone looks like that. Yeah, it, it's a thing where everybody's putting stuff in their face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I What I love about, like, coming to these type of cities is blue collar. It's it's normal people. And I grew up in Houston, Texas, so it's a, it's the same kind of thing, you know. And it's, we, a, it's, a, it's a good comedy kid. city. Yeah. It's a good comedy city. But I tell you what I was shocked. I, I did Salt Lake City. Yeah. And they said Mormons is the number one capital of plastic surgery. What? what? Yeah, because they all look like the Stepford Wives. Like, they all <laughs> look the same. And their wow. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all, it's I think, you so know. Utah has the highest. I, it's one of the highest in plastic surgery. I no guess, uh, and it blew me away. I guess vanity in the Church of Latter Day Saints is not necessarily a sin. They really, I guess not. Focus on. I wow. guess they not. They can't have coffee, but they can have plastic right. surgery. That's right. Yeah, so, nose and yeah. isn't, uh, they can't have coffee now. Yeah. Oh, they can't. Yeah, that's the yeah. Oh, good, good for them. No, yeah, they, <laughs> right. they can. Yeah. Uh, caffeine is is now off the the exempt list. It's um, funny how some things are part of like when I was growing up, just say no to drugs, you know, like weed. And now it's like, oh, we were just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can do all yeah. as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! What were you going to say, Case? Oh no, no, just uh, talking about uh, plastic surgery. The the other weird thing that I had heard was actually Iran is like the world leader in plastic surgery because wow. they have so much rhinoplasty done over there. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. see, see, well, the mom- nose job is the most is the, the the nose job is the number one cosmetic surgery performed, and then boob jobs, boob jobs, yeah. and then and then like my friends a big in L.A. The biggest plastic surgery or people want their lips. To look like Kylie Jenner's, oh, so everybody's plumping up their lips, looking like. Yeah. The secret is Kylie Jenner's lips don't look like Kylie Jenner. I know, lips. right? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Speaking of of medical things, somebody had texted in. Is this true that you worked with Doctor Pimple Popper? Oh my gosh. Yes, Sandra Lee. I love Doctor. But she's on my. She comes on my podcast okay. all the time, and she's a really good friend. I, it's a. Have you ever seen the show? Yes, parts of it. It's disgusting. It is. But that's the whole celibate. They just added a foot one. Yeah. Yeah, effed up feet. Steve, I kid you not, I went to visit my mother in Florida. She she uh, was injured, so I went down to help take care of her. And we're sitting there, we're eating eating lunch. <laughs> oh, okay, no. about to eat lunch, and she goes, "Oh, let me put on the foot show for you." She's like, <laughs> "You got to see this." I'm like, "Mother, no. no goddamn way! I'm gonna watch this." <laughs> no, thank well, you. Well, I'm eating. In fact, I don't want to watch it at all because apparently it's as disgusting as pimple it's, popper. It's Disgu- well, pimple popper like. They'll have these mul- these oh pimples on people the size of like three baseballs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wouldn't you get it done at one baseball? <laughs> yeah, like, I always say that. I get it done when at a golf it, ball. You yeah, know, yeah. when does it become a come an issue it, when it's the size of a hubcap? It's like when a, a person only has one tooth. It's like, didn't you have all this time to save the other teeth? <laughs> right, right. You know, but you're going to save that one tooth? It's like, <laughs> right. come on now, so chopper. So you right? ha- you hang out with her? Are you know? You- oh yeah, I know. I like she's in my phone. We talk all the time. Uh, she's going to start a podcast herself, but like she's always stopping by and just her shows huge and people are just so fascinated about watching other people pop pimples do you ever watch botched the plastic surgeons i know the guys but i don't watch that dude that's that is some where people come in with some wildly effed up you talk about bad plastic surgery, oh, yeah. boob jobs. Oh, wait, so Bosch is when somebody messes up a plastic surgery and, and they and fix they it. They come in, they fix it. These are the two doctors that fix it. And uh, I, I, listen, we're not normally drawn to this sort of stuff. We're not big reality show dudes. Uh, um, but the um, that's it is pretty fascinating. But going back to the pimple popper thing, oh, man. somebody had <laughs> to go to a network and present that show. No. Now, hear me <laughs> out here. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. No, 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 no. Actually, it happened uh, completely different. She was on my show and she explained the story. She started 
putting videos on Instagram okay. of her just popping pimples, and her Instagram blew up. And then actually, the network reached they out came to her after her. And said, doesn't that violate? She's a real doctor. Yes, of course she would have to. But, but doesn't that violate some sort of HIPAA rule or whatever? I'm sure, part- you got to get permission. Yeah, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. as okay. long as you get permission, right. and they were coming to her, so she was like, "Oh." And a lot of people like to record that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Like yeah. everybody yeah. got different fetishes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just go so, on TikTok. It, yeah, right. Yeah. It blew up, and then the network actually called her and said, "Hey, we see you getting a lot of movement. Oh. You want to try to shoot a pilot about it?" They shot a pilot, and it blew up. Oh it blew up. she's oh she's God. beautiful. Yeah, she, she's she's good on air. She's Asian. Yeah. White white people love watching Asian people on TV. <laughs> White men want to date her. You know, it's, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah, you, and you get all your pimples popped. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, come on. Every, I'm sure every guy in this room has been in a relationship with a woman that loves to pop their pimples. No. Marissa no? here. Marissa, Marissa does Marissa does. Marissa, yeah. yep. She'll, uh, she'll offer to do it. My yeah. wife loves, like, I don't get acne because I'm half black and Asian. I got beautiful skin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but she, like, loves to pop pimples. Like, on okay. me. Like, not Ugh. random people, yeah, just yeah, on yeah. me. Right, right, that right, would right. be weird. Did, right. you, did you see Parasite? By the way, why? Because it's Asian movie. <laughs> That's messed up, man. Wow, man. Wow. Specifically, why wow. did you ask him if he eats with chopsticks? Yeah, right. <laughs> Specifically Korean. No, it is Korean. It no, is. I didn't watch it. You didn't? No. Oh man, but you're half Asian. I know. Did you see God. Harriet by any chance? <laughs> oh, I did watch Harriet Tubman, though. Yeah. Did you see New Jack City? <laughs> Do you like Bruce Lee? <laughs> I love that Apollo Creed movie. I don't know about that Rocky guy, but that Apollo Creed movie was great. <laughs> well, listen, I'm asking just because the. Uh, no, the I Oscars heard it was. I, I heard it was good, but like my father-in-law watched it and he didn't think it was good. No, so, did you think it was good? Uh, I did. I'm telling you, it just you watched that. It, Casey hates subtitles. You I hate did, well, that. you know what? Because of my hearing is so terrible now, I I watch Netflix on with uh, subtitles. All now. right. So now I've gotten used, used to it. To it. Okay. Now I've gotten right. used to it. But uh, dude, it goes from like zero to a hundred like that. I heard the one with Adam Sandler is like that. I haven't seen that. Oh, one uh, the uh, the the jewelry. Is that anybody seen that? No, no, no. I heard it's great though. I heard that one's really so, good. So, so with all your your vast entertainment knowledge, yes. being on the red carpet yes. and so <laughs> forth, if you, do we look like for this year talking about the Oscars? Uh, does Joaquin Phoenix take best? Oh, hundred percent. It looks like it, right? Yeah, I mean, Renee Zellweger. He's going to run away. Renee's going to run away. What what's Best Picture, 1917? What would you I, like to see as Best Picture? I, I, I need to know. Like, I don't know all the categories. Okay. I haven't been in it, but um, I don't, like, I don't know the categories yeah. that well. I just, I just, 1917, I'm hearing about, but I don't think it's going to win it either. I know Joker. Is Joker even nominated? It's yeah, nominated it is, for best, yeah. best, best. Is it Best Picture nominated? Yeah, yeah it's because okay. there's nine Best Picture nominees yeah. now. So see, they when I started, there was only five. Yeah, and then they started adding and add, but you know why they did that? Just to get more celebrities there. They did, oh, yes. That's and, all it was, and it also so the more li- increase. And we talk about this increasing the likelihood that you have some interest in the co- yeah, of the content for the viewers. Are as those well. the movies? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, okay. So uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, I would say I, I, I don't think nineteen. It's either going to be Little Women because. Like they're all about like what what Oscars tend to do is if they don't 
direct if they don't nominate like a certain like right now it's like women didn't get director of the year yeah. you know no women nominations they'll usually okay well we'll give you best picture okay. you know what i mean so it's very, it's don't very be political. surprised if little it's very political yeah. don't be surprised if little women win and 1917 would be the other one. Well, the ones I've seen, I've seen Jojo Rabbit, I've seen 1917, and I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, did you like Once Upon a Time? I really did. I did loved you? it. I loved it. Yeah. It was okay. Right. To me, it was okay. It was okay. Joker was, like, crazy, but I know it's not going to win. Uh, yeah, so I would go, I think the shocker will be Little Women, because I just feel like the Oscars will do something like that just All to right. shake it up. I think you're the only one I've heard say that. Absolutely. But, uh, but we will cheer you if you are correct on Thank that. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> 100%. I, I, when you've been on the red carpet with these people, and obviously you do interviews yourself, and you this is you work in both, you're, you're on different all different streams running in, in, in the entertainment business, who is the, uh, who's the guest that was most difficult? Who's the person you encountered who's the most difficult to engage in a conversation? Well, Joaquin Phoenix. Really? I mean, he, he's just... He's very arty. He's an odd guy. Arty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's even mean. He just is... Joaquin, you yeah. know, he'll answer your question, but he's not going to elaborate. Did you offer him a hamburger? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but like, but then you have a Kevin Hart, The Rock, yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. That's amazing on a red carpet. Yeah. And it all depends where your questions are going. Because I've interviewed people that are great, but you have to ask a tough question. Like to Gail King, the whole thing with Gail right. King getting heat. She and did, I understand yeah. her point because I've been in that position where I've interviewed somebody and all they take is the most salacious clip when the interview doesn't represent to that explain. Yeah, clip. she was Absolutely. doing. She was doing an interview with uh, with a friend of, of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. They, they, they took a, a lengthy uh, interview, and CBS tweeted out, I guess, a segment of the interview that was it just talked about, about Kobe's uh, uh, sexual assault, uh, sexual assault, yeah. and that's all they took. But the interview was so beautiful how yeah. she navigated to get to that question, right? right? right and they right. totally took that out. So, like Snoop Dogg threatened her life, fifty cent. Yeah, like like yo, we coming for you, Gail King. It's yeah. like whoa, you yeah. know, they, like you talking about people that were in real gangs, right? Right, coming right. Coming after yeah. you, so it's a thing where you know you got to watch that today, right? You know? right. So oh. I that's one element I'm happy I'm not a part of anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're happy not to be because the network doesn't care if you ruin your relationships. You yeah. Know? They, they just care about the sound clip. So now with just doing stand-up acting, I sold a couple shows that are going to be announced nice. in a couple, in, a, in like a month. So that's cool. what the area I'm in. Nice. Well, it's a fresh act, gang. Yes. And Michael Yo's second stop on the I'm Exhausted tour. Yes, come on out. It's taking place tonight at Punchline. So you can see him at 730 and 945 tonight or tomorrow night and get those tickets through uh, punchlinephilly.com. In fact, I have Three pair to give away right now. Yeah. So we'll step. We'll, we'll start yo. with. Uh, hey, yo. uh, we'll, we'll start with caller number ten, and we'll take ten, eleven, and twelve, and I will give you tickets. You have to be at least twenty-one years of age, and this is for the seven thirty show tonight at Punchline two one five two six three WMMR. Man, it is always good to see Thank you. Thank you so much. I really here. appreciate it. Thank you guys too. Yeah. 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 Michael Yo, guys. Hey, yo. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. Why do you ask? Highly suspect. Ozzy Osbourne. Featuring Ashes to New. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. By the way, there's already controversy surrounding our next guest. Casey and I were 
taking off our headphones and whispering to each other because <laughs> he says she went to North Penn High School, but it says on my info sheet that she graduated from Radnor High School. So let's get to the bottom of this yes. and welcome Christina Hutchinson yeah. to the studio. Christine will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. So let's delve into the world of Christina. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Well, first, North Penn. Okay, North okay. Penn. Yeah, that All was right. the high school I Did went Did you graduate to. from North Penn? <laughs> Did. Well, it says here, Did, for some reason, you. it says graduated from Radnor High School. No. Which, that's just erroneous information. I love Gilda Radner. Okay. That's about it. Uh, also, uh, the college president. Let's find out if that college is correct as well. Uh, Marymount Manhattan College. Yes. I first okay. went to Penn State. <clears throat> Yes, okay. Okay. the best right. one of the best years of my life. Really, and then because it was before the the kids stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So the spirits were still high. It was in that enchanted time before <laughs> yeah. that whole perturbo thing. Everyone was punch drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it already happened, but no one knew about it yet, yeah. so we're all happy. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I went to Marymount Manhattan. Okay. I, wanted, I wanted to quickly ask you about um, uh, that uh, the pen thing because I was reading an article about uh, a thing you were talking about where. For girls who didn't like the taste of beer, there's a thing with called Vladding or Vlad. Does that does that ring a Vla- bell? Well, what rings a bell is Vladimir vodka. It tastes like nail polish remover. Okay, okay. That was the, it was like ten dollars a gallon. But you have you, have you like, like getting your nails done. Yeah, you, you could take like your ritual. nail polish off or drink. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you were drinking. Uh huh. Yeah. Because well, we in the toilet. We would drink pop off. I, I went to Bucknell, which is about forty five minutes from Penn State. Yeah. And so we would go to Penn State when we'd want to see like big football games and uh-huh. you know have fun on a big campus. But the cheap vodka of choice for us was pop off, which was maybe a step above nail polish remover. Sounds like it. Yeah, but yeah. still just so, as cheap. So Vlad was lower than that. Vladdy was just yeah we called it Vladdy and it was just it was terrible <laughs> and, and so to, so you could get sort of lit up and not have to drink yeah what we it's I was crazy trying to, to understand think the, about the process the ritual that I would do my my then roommate at the time we 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 locked our door and then we took out like a little like plastic container and we got the Vladdies and we got a cranberry <laughs> juice and we just did four shots in a row of Vladimir vodka okay. and then we're like hey guys we're gonna go out now <laughs> right because right. you couldn't guarantee you would get a beer at the frat parties you know. Yeah. Listen, I remember that that frame of mind. I totally remember that frame of mind. <laughs> it was a crazy year. I made I I remember I made out with somebody on the street just walking by and I was like, "This is freedom." Like, I was so excited to live on my own. But I remember yeah. I remember the days of we better get hammered right now cuz we might not be allowed to later on. Yeah, this you know is precious I mean? liquor that we are yeah. looking at right now. Precious Vladdy. Yes, yeah, yeah. precious Vladimir. God, God the pressure so of getting funny. a beer at a fraternity party too. It was so ridiculous. And even as a girl, Girl, it was yeah. hard because it's like this. The and the keg stands. I'm not. I can't. Yeah, I did them once and someone dropped me. Oh, really? <laughs> so you, you were tearing yeah. it up at Penn. So what Penn prompted State. you to Penn go State. to Penn State? Penn State. Penn, Penn State. Yeah. So what, what prompted you to go to uh, to New York? I wanted to intern at Saturday Night Live. Ah, oh, well, there's was, a, there's a plan. And I was like, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. And I was like, you know what? They have interns. If I'm like the nicest person that's ever got them coffee, and I'm I'm good at being not annoying when I want. You know, I try. Yeah. And. Uh, and so I was like, I'm just going to intern for them because that way I'll have a, a leg up. SNL is, uh, we are perpetually fascinated by it. It, it is the the, the, the the ultimate place, we think, at, at some point for comedians to be processed through or yeah. comedic actors or writers. Uh, but uh, so how was your experience? Did you get to intern or no? Yes, I interviewed three times and they said no all three times because no one quits. When they have an internship there, they don't stop. And so they is intern- everyone, everyone of the interns sort of on a track to try to get on? Not get on the show necessarily, but to be a page or to work on the okay. show some, for it, right. some stretch. And uh, and I remember I was the year, my semester, the last semester of my college career, I interviewed a fourth time. Right. And this woman was like, 
we love you, but no one's leaving. Like, no one wants to leave. And I'm like, okay, well, if you, they might quit, no one call me. Yeah. And then she hung up, and then 20 minutes later, she called me back, and she's like, you know what? Come in Tuesdays and Saturdays. We'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, oh wow. What a break. Yeah. Who was the cat who were the cast members at the time you were working uh, on? Well the the semester I did it was the Betty White episode with oh, Jay Z. Wow. Yeah. And so it was like uh Will Forte was on, um, Kristen Wig was on, um, I think Jason Sudeikis and Bill Hader. I mean, it was... Good collective. Yeah. Oh, God. You say you're a Gilda Radner fan. Huge. I, I, years and years, because I'm an old bastard, I but went... you're jacked, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. so surprised. Well, it's 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 uh, it's the steroids that Kathy gets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're working. But the um, the show that I went to was a dress rehearsal, which a lot of people don't know is the dress rehearsal. They, they include extra skits. Extra, yep. And um, so it was, uh, who was it? It was Desi Arnaz was the guest host, and he was pissed off and screaming. But the last thing they did was they did a conga line with him. You know, we were sitting down in that lower stage level. <gasps> and the cast comes out, and, and my hands were on the hips of Gilda Radner as we were <gasps> dancing along. Oh it was wild. God. I'm like, God damn, why isn't this on the oh. live show? But it was so, I couldn't get wow. any video of it. But I mean, you know, Kai loved her as well. You know, I mean, just a comedic force. She was the first example of you can be a grown woman and do comedy like a child. <laughs> and yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I got a cat and named her Gilda after Gilda Radner. And then the cat ended up being feral. And it was, it was bad. I had to drop it off at a farm. <laughs> but I had high hopes for that cat. Because <laughs> I wanted her to be like Gilda Radner. But a cat. Name. Yeah. <laughs> that name's kind of ruined for me. You, you set an unrealistic bar for the cat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to think the cow's going to be feral. You know, that's like the last thing you hope. But I got it in New Jersey off the internet. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are high. So what was uh, what was North Penn like for you? Was that uh, a fun experience? I loved it. There's so many people at that school. We had 1,100 people in the graduating wow. class. Huge you, school. It's, it's harder to get bullied when there's so many people. Okay. Because it's, like, it's almost like we're all exhausted. We're all just doing our own extracurricular. I was a theater kid. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so I want to ask about that because you also went to Pembroke Middle School. And yes. so, uh, guys, if you remember... We used to play a band called Max Meyer. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah. band? And yeah. so it was the the actually the um principal of Pembroke. That's that the was Y one hundred, right? That, yeah, that was his yeah. band. That was his band, Tony's. Yeah, Tony's. Yes. And so and I also went and saw plays of yours because he used to direct, write, and direct his own plays. Yeah, it wasn't like you guys were doing Aladdin. You were doing a play that he wrote and directed yep. himself. Were you in any of those? I I tried out for the last year that Tony Barber was the director, okay. and then I didn't get it. I was in love with my English teacher at the time, is why I tried out, and uh, <laughs> and then I didn't get it. And again, much like SNL, he's like, "Well, you can you know help out and be the line girl. If somebody forgets their lines, you could sit in the chorus." I was like, "Okay, okay. If anybody, <laughs> anybody quits, you know where I'll be." But uh, I loved. <laughs> Tony. Okay. Yeah. I love Tony. So is that where you, because uh, you, you write, you you know, and I, when the name first came up, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. And you were coming in and we were excited. We knew you were local. And then, then it clicked with uh, Guys We Effed, yeah. which is your your, your podcast. Yeah. Uh, is still still doing that? Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. It's on Luminary now. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I became familiar with that out of the gate because I think it was, it was it, it, it's took off it was up yeah and explain what the, the conceit of the podcast is yeah i think so, it's pretty great thank you my comedy partner corinne fisher um we'd been working together for a couple of years at that point she got dumped by who she thought was the love of her life in a panera bread after <laughs> she paid for his meal and oh, really didn't take that well wow. panera i get yeah and that's a that's good, good stuff we love it's, panera i love panera <laughs> yeah. i love wawa's my jam i'm getting okay. a wawa tattoo we'll talk we about have that to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um and so she was like i want i don't know what i did wrong and she's like christina let's Let's go back and talk to every guy we've ever hugged. 
for radio's sake. Yeah. And uh, and just see, learn more about ourselves. And we can do it for a co- podcast, and we'll call it Guys We Hugged. And I was like, yes, absolutely, that's what we will be doing. So you track these guys down legitimately yeah. and have them on your show. Yep. That's oh a my fantastic. God. Because I never would have had those conversations otherwise. Right. And I, it, what other better excuse that's not creepy or weird? Oh like, it's a podcast God, promise. that's great idea. So what and did the, you find out yeah. about yourself? Oh, man. I apparently <laughs> dumped people that I thought dumped me. That was a bummer. Um, really? Yeah. I've, I've dated a lot of guys who just immediately got married and had children after me. I'm like, what What was that about? You know? <laughs> I still have some unanswered questions. You wonder, wonder what sort of jarring whiplash is involved. I, I have to have a kid. I have to procreate right now. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it's, to me, that's a fascinating peak. It's, it's almost like you've got, crossed enemy lines. Yes. And, and you have, you've, you're have you bringing back, in te- you know, uh, secrets and, and you've, you've stolen a book with the codes or whatever. Yeah. Do, do, do you feel that's what you've gleaned since then and has your romantic life improved with this okay no. so you've just answered your question yeah, yeah. no but i i do i still love interviewing the guys but uh i'm i was in a relationship for seven years and i we broke up about a year ago two years ago wow, i don't remember seven years yeah i know right and um and this has a, an, an interesting story attached with this relationship if it's the one i'm thinking of but continue uh, yeah. yes yes and um and so i've been single for the first time in a long time and so now i'm just figuring out how to do it i'm not good at it yeah. And people don't like when you say stuff about them on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I'll keep some things for me. Is that been a detriment to your, if people are aware of you? Would you date yeah. a guy who was a fan of yours? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. I went on a blind date with a fan because okay. I was that desperate. Uh, and, you know, he was a very nice person. And uh, and it was fine. I, that, that's a little weird because that's like a power thing that I don't want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't want you to put, I don't know. I'll you... put you on a pedestal. Don't put me on a pedestal. <laughs> right. That's my job. <laughs> Without being too uh, indelicate about it, if you if the, it's guys we hugged, that's past tense. Um, yeah. And is that a, a finite list of people that you can call from? or? And, yeah. and how long is that list? <laughs> it's actually not that long. The show is in bummed. its 31st year. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing it for 87 years. We outlasted Gunsmoke. <laughs> um, but, yeah, being in a relationship that long, you know, obviously that, you know, stopped the presses for a little bit. Because right. I was with one person. But, but then um, you have guests on and you do it with your, with with your guests. guests. Yeah. And, and, well, we also have guests on that we, we most of our guests now are not guys we've hugged. Yeah. Um, but there are still guys we've hugged that will be on the show. Uh, but we've talked to, like, uh, Amanda Knox. That was a crazy interview. Wow. Crazy interview because there was a lot of – there's so many topics to talk about under the umbrella of sexuality. One of them is slut-shaming. And a lot of times – it was fascinating to me how Amanda Knox got, like, the foxy Noxy uh, narrative pushed in the press. And she was, like, really – I forgot that was a part of her case. Right, right. And I watched the documentary before she came over. And she came over, and it was I was really excited to meet her. And my mom was like – Honey, call me afterwards just to make sure you're okay. I'm like, all right. And, uh, and then, She's terrified for you. I'm like, she didn't do it, Mom. Yeah, yeah. But then she went, like, she was walking into my house, and I was following her because we recorded at my apartment. And I guess I had, like, a string on the back of my shoulder, and she went to t- she went to pick it off my shoulder. And I was like, huh! And I, oh, my God, flinched and screamed, and I was like, I'm sorry. I know you didn't do it. I'm sorry. Oh, Can you remind us who Amanda God. Knox is? Because I, I know I know the name, but I don't know the story. Amanda Knox was studying abroad in Italy, and her room roommate was murdered butchered so she truly stabbed all the blood everywhere and she was accused of murdering her roommate. Okay. And, and there was there was a, there was a, there was a whole extradition issue that was uh, yeah. played there were back in trials. Yeah. Yeah, and she was in an Italian prison for 4 years. Yeah. Mm. And that's uh, one of the things I wanted to ask her um is 
I don't know if I can say this on the air. When you pleasure yourself, can I say that? Yeah, word? I, we were just having say this that. dumb conversation. Okay, so that one. I wanted Finger to ask blast. her if she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you big bless yourself in jail. Uh, <laughs> I asked it delicately, just like that. We use the same phrasing NPR uses. Oh, that's what I thought. Is this the TED Radio Hour? Okay. Um, And I asked her, like, if she did that in jail. And she's like, actually, I learned to do it in Italian prison because it was the only thing I could do to, like, be sane. And there was a five-minute period throughout my whole day that there weren't guards by my cell. I'm like... Wow. So she'd rub one out in that five minute period. Yeah. And wow. she learned how to do it in prison. I can wow. beat that. I'm <laughs> five minutes. I, I bet you can. With those it's arms. Like that tune. I'll ask <laughs> you this. You're way so, too Jack. So, so in that in that mind frame yeah. of those kind of people, and I, I think we're all fascinated by those kind of stories. Yeah. Is there somebody is it, who's your who's your holy grail? go-to guest, because I'm always fascinated by what the names that come up, when, especially when you've had somebody like that on the show. You know who I want to have on? Louis C.K. Ah. I want to have on Louis C.K. so badly. I know that Corinne and I could nail that interview, and we could cover all the bases that need to be covered. What what, what approach would you have in mind? Because obviously Louis has had his... I would, uh... Yeah, well, we kind of people in the comedy community knew about the stories that the New York Times broke well before they, they happened, and it was kind of like when the Me Too movement resurfaced. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, we already knew this, but then people are actually saying things. And right. you're like, oh, that's ballsy. Wow, you're yeah. actually saying the thing. And so I feel like Louis is somebody who lets you into every deep, dark corner of his brain. And so, like, as a comic, I was like, why get on top of it and get ahead of it and go there when you're set? And, uh, but it's something we kind of all knew. And then for him to be silent about it, I just feel like it seems like he's a little frustrated with people being upset with him at the press. But I'm like, I feel like I could cover both ends. You think, yeah, yeah. Because also what he did was not appropriate. Right. But then it's like, there's, there's, there's areas, there's gray areas, there's lines, there's levels, there's all sorts of things that people are just now starting to talk about. It's a bizarre maelstrom to get into because when yeah. you start addressing it, then you can become collateral damage. Oh, that's 100%. what happened to Matt Damon. Yeah. He, Matt Damon, I, I'll never understand why Matt Damon was trying to have a conversation about the Me Too movement yeah. and saying that there are different levels yeah. of, of what sexual abuse and harassment can be. Sure. Absolutely. And just yeah. for having that conversation, he Matt Damon got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because it's like you have to be able to talk about that stuff because it's tr- there are varying levels. And I think I like I'm I feel very uh, com- like I like talking about it a lot because one of the things with doing the podcast, guys, we've hugged, is that <laughs> truly one of the things that has opened my eyes since doing this podcast is a lot of people were sexually assaulted. And I feel kind of stupid for being so naive to that. Like the numbers are we get hundreds of emails a week from people who are sexually assaulted, never told anybody. Men, women, I'm like, wait, what? Like, this is a bigger deal. Yeah. So when the Me Too movement started happening, I was, it was like, thank God people are talking about this. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Christina Hutchinson, who is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10. We're talking a little heavy here, so let's dive deep. Tell us about this Wawa tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Press, I don't know if we can go there. Man. Well, listen, we got a few minutes left. I want to make sure we get this important stuff in. Yeah, and I have a funny Louis story before I go there, too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wawa is like my safe sanctuary. And it's always, it's always, I love Wawa. And I love, it's like every time I go to PA, back to PA, I'm like, you get a Wawa, get a Higgy, get a Higgy, get a Wawa, get a Higgy. And, uh, and I, a lot of holidays where um, I'm getting frustrated with my parents, mainly my mom, and we're like arguing, I would always go to Wawa to smoke a cigarette because I would never want my parents to know I smoke. And then I would do the routine where I would do the perfume and the gum. <laughs> but whenever I would go in that parking lot to smoke a cigarette, I would look to my left and my right and there's all these men in SUVs just like trying to get away from their families. <laughs> and I felt this beautiful solidarity with these men. Would you give a nod? Yeah, I'd be yeah, like, yeah, 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 bro, it's cool. It'll be all right. Give it a second. Give her five minutes. It'll be good. And it's just like we're in war together. So, uh... What's your... 
What's your absolute must get at a Wawa? Oh, the gobbler. But and the, the breakfast nice. sandwich, the turkey sausage on a croissant breakfast sandwich is one of my favorite. I'm with you. Their their turkey, their Thanksgiving, the, the gobbler, their their sandwich is is a is a solid sandwich. Oh, it, it'll 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 take care of a, of a Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, you got it in one sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're in uh, New York City now, right? Yes. That's that's what's the closest Wawa to you? There's oh, there's one like in Washington D.C. Like, I mean, here, here. There's no Wawa's in New York City. There's Wawa's in Central Jersey, though. Are, are there not? I think, I think yes. Creeping up there, right? but I don't. I want a Wawa in New York so bad. Yeah, it'll eventually happen. I'll, so I'll tell you this: you get that tattoo, you're going to be in the company of Johnny Knoxville. <gasps> who has a, yeah, he's a, got a Wawa, Wawa tattoo. tattoo. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun he showed it to fact. us right after he got it. Are you yeah. just going to do the logo, or is there anything else to uh, it? Yeah, I want to do, lo- yeah, do the logo on my arm in the burgundy. Write like something in Chinese that turns out to be nothing what you thought it was. Yeah, Mandarin, yeah, yeah. like, we go to Sheets, like, but I don't know because it's Mandarin. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. real quick, is that happening this weekend, or is that happening? Yeah, tomorrow, I want to get it tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to go yet. I'm just going to look up a shop in Philly. Oh, we can help you out. We'll get you. Yeah, we'll make sure we do that. Uh, by the way, did you grow up in Doylestown? I was born in Doylestown, grew up in Lansdale. Grew up in Lansdale. Yeah. All right, I live in Harleysville. I'm right down oh, from Lansdale, yeah, so yeah. not too far away. Now, do I, did I understand correctly you grew up listening to our show? Yes. Really? Yes, you guys were like the first comedians, really. Oh, that I, and, and you turned out voice, okay. I did, yeah. <laughs> so that's wild. Well, that's very cool. I Yeah, that's why I was so excited. When they asked if there's any press I want to do, I'm like, please, President Steve. Because last time, Corinne and I did Helium, I think you guys were out yeah, for uh. the week. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up listening to you guys. You guys are legends. And I'm so excited. Thank oh, you. that's very kind. Uh, There's a great text that says, this girl is great. Really funny, but strikes me as extremely intelligent. You can't be consistently funny without being really intelligent. There you go. Thank you. That's nice. Do you know who you sound like, by the way? Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Yeah. So we say that Miley Cyrus looks like Mike T- uh, sounds like Mike TV from uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, but yeah. I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're as. You're not there yet. You're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Mike TV clip. Can you find we do. that? Yeah. I right, gotta so- keep smoking so my voice goes lower. <laughs> A little bit lower, just a smidge more raspy, and you'd be right there. Uh, what's your brand? What do you mean, my brand? Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Oh, American Spirits Yellow. Oh, oh. American oh so you just smoke the healthy cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Native Americans made them, and we're giving back. And yes, filters. Now, <laughs> I don't think so. You, you mentioned tattoos. It's very you, cool. You have a tattoo on your finger. What is that? <laughs> yes, it says WWBD. Uh, it's for what would Beyonce do? I know. And <laughs> but the first female president of the American Civil Liberties Union is the one who penned it. So oh, that's, really? Uh, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. I'm obsessed with Beyonce and, and Wawa. So massive. <laughs> number one, Beyonce. Yep. Okay, so who else is in your hierarchy of uh, of celebs that you idolize? Honestly, that's it. That's <laughs> the one I, I. That's that's just one. I don't I, idolizing people. I feel like can get a little risky, a little dangerous. So I'm like, especially say, you're in the you're in the position now where you can meet them, and sometimes you're let down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you been? No, um, let's see. No, I haven't. Um, no, I haven't really. Oh, okay, I, just, I don't think I have any. Just bad keep it leaning mean. Beyonce and Wawa. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce and Wawa, baby. <laughs> you're always going to be Ride happy. Or dies. Imagine if you met. Beyonce in a Wawa. Oh, oh I think I think I would have a brain aneurysm and and poop my pants and pee and throw up. Uh, everything would come out of every hole. <laughs> if it does happen, I'd be embarrassed in front of Beyonce. Uh, Please call me because I want to watch. <laughs> all right, so, so all right, we've 
Is this the clip? This is Miley and Mike TV, so okay. I don't know what we're going to get here. It's a comparison. Let's see. Now, I suppose you all know how ordinary television works. You photograph something. Sure, I do. You photograph something, and then the photograph is split up into millions of tiny pieces, and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order. Ever since he's gotten here, he's just been obnoxious. He gets everything he wants just because he's famous. It sounds just like her. Exactly. That's, <laughs> the second part was Miley. Oh, that was Miley. Yeah. Well, he's not the only star at this school, and I think it's about it's time her. that she starts getting some of the perks. And then, <laughs> and then we go to Mike. How can you take it? It's just a picture. <laughs> that was right. from Hannah Montana. Yeah. Now we need to add you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, that's spot on. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> get a Wawa tattoo down. Oh my god! Uh, wow. You know, she gave you ultimately. You, you, you know, guys, we uh, we hugged. Uh, I'd love to hear the story of uh, of uh, Liam Hemsworth and that whole you know post. Uh, you know that that weird relationship where she's with him, this Aussie, this you know, and then she goes on to another Australian guy, and they're, they you know, they're, they're, I mean, the celebrity romance dynamic is is very. That's weird. fascinating. It's, it, but that's a weird. fascinating thing. Yeah, we've interviewed a couple people. Uh, I remember we interviewed Amber Rose. That was like the first big one we interviewed. I'm like, what? She's talking about having sex on a yacht. And I'm like, what? When you're doing that, are you like, I'm having sex on a yacht? Like, <laughs> right. What is your life? Like, it's just it's just a crazy. There's so many elements that are just regular people don't see. No, it's right. We'll have people in here that are that live live on the edge. And I. It's like, man, I, I I shut the lights off, and I yeah, I'm like, I light a candle, lavender candle, and I put a sleep mask on, and I go to bed. Hey, Christina, have your parents ever listened to your podcast? <laughs> you know, you know, I was I kept the name of it from my mother for years. I managed to, and then one day my brother DJ, shout out hi, um, called me, and he goes. Hey, mom knows. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then she didn't talk to me for a minute. And I was like, yo, give mom time to cool off. And then she ended up coming on the podcast and talking because there was an incident where she had asked me when I was a teenager if I was still a virgin. And I did not. I was not at the yeah. time, and I and I didn't lie to my mom. I was a very good kid, and I was like, well, actually, I'm not, and she got very upset. Oh. And so we talked about that conversation when she came on and the reasons why she got upset, and she and it was just like I felt like I put pieces of the puzzle together yeah, that would have helped a long time ago. Sure, sure. But I would have gone to the grave without knowing some of the things I learned about my mom. That's nice. It's funny what a microphone and a situation like this can do yeah. for opening up. We have pretty much a daily therapy session here on yeah. the air. I talk about stuff to thousands of people <laughs> mm-hmm. that I would never say one-on-one to somebody right. most of the time. Yeah. So it can be very therapeutic. You know? Yes. Did you see that SNL sketch where it's like podcasting kit for father and son <laughs> to have that tough conversation? <laughs> yes. And they, yes. take, they take out it's like great. sure SM7Bs and they're like, so son, I've been yeah. wanting to tell you. <laughs> they can only have the conversation on a podcast. Legit. It reminds me when I was in high school, I sat down with my parents and I asked them, are you guys still virgins? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd want to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, we wish. Yeah, judging by the results, yeah. Um, so you're back home. I would imagine friends and family are going to come out to your show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. I love, Philly is a great crowd. Do you, do you, do you, I mean, you're, you're very busy, but can you make extra time? What you heard, do you, you kind of, do you, do you puff it or pat it out a little bit with some extra days to visit uh, 
The old stomping grounds, as um, it were? I, yeah, I, I didn't rent a car. I kind of want to go back to my old neighborhood. My parents live in Ocean City, New Jersey now, so they don't live uh, outside of Philly You're anymore. Around. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Would you yeah. do that? Were you a, uh, would you go down go down the shore in the uh, in the summer? You did oh, all that was yeah. the beach I went to. And Ocean City's a Philly town. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are yeah, Eagles, Phillies everywhere. I'm like, I feel at home. Uh, but I, my best friend just moved to Philly, so I'm staying with her. Okay. And then we're going to organize either tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to put it up on my social media. Like, uh, I want to pick a bar that's like a really fun place, and everybody who goes to the shows, we can all come out and party. Oh, cool. That's a very, very Andy Kaufman thing to do. Very yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to Marissa. She knows everything around Yeah, me. she'll oh, tell you. And, uh, and follow uh, Christina on social media. What's your Instagram handle? It's at Christina Hutch. But the first name is uh, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. Okay, don't get the <laughs> fake one. You no, get the real that's one. the no. bad well, one. Go to our uh, social media and all that stuff. Yep, we'll, we'll have all the information right there. Uh, very easy for you. So Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. are the shows, and you can get the tickets at Helium comedy.com. It's great to finally meet you. Such an honor to You're be awesome. here. You're awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. You too. It. So jacked. Christina Hutchinson, guys. It's here for you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020, Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot, Dirty Honey, Mongolian Metalheads, The Who, and Jackson's Local Shots Opener, Foxtrot, and The Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Upon inspecting the lyrics, which I just did, they're going with rolling sevens as a good thing. Uh, okay. okay. And a come out roll. So you roll a bunch in a row. Win a bunch of money. Okay. You haven't been. Uh, you haven't been gambling. In a while. I, I quit throwing dice, man. I get a little tired of it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was pretty much breaking even, which is good. Um, and that was over, you know, a year or two. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. That means the death really of Mister Devereaux. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I, you never know. He, he might. Uh, he might uh, show up in a patch. <laughs> Things get bad enough. We're in the one-eyed <laughs> patch thing. Breaking, breaking even sucks. Yeah, it does. It's, You've worked really hard. You worked really hard. Yeah. You, you walk away with nothing. So yeah. there's no there's no uh, uh, truth to the uh, it's it's fun just to play. No, <laughs> uh, not really. No. You want to win? No, you, you want to win. win. All right. By the way, we won this morning with Primo Hoagies coming by feeding us. We want to thank them. Whether you're hosting friends this weekend or just want to want the best tasting hoagie in the Delaware Valley for lunch, with over 90 locations in the area, there's sure to be a Primo near you. Uh, find yours at primohogies.com, by the way. So. I'm there three times. I realize this. Uh, it's basically three times a week at the Primo and just not help. So. Love it. I'm a little addicted. Yeah. Hey, uh, we have the Dr. Oz question to ask of you and a chance to win 500 bucks. So here is your question. It's a $500 MS gift card that you can win. On yesterday's show, Dr. Oz interviewed Jessica Simpson, huh. who talked about a mental health issue she struggled with for many years. What is that issue? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll start calling number eight, and we'll take it from there. Okay. So on yesterday's show, Doctor Oz interviewed Jessica Simpson. She talked about a mental health issue that she's had for years, and what is that issue? Two one five two six three. 
a WMMR. While you're calling in, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, and it is brought to you by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. JFPB is open for a winter full of snow and fun. Save big when you purchase lift tickets in advance or, uh, I'm sorry, you can get them at jfpb.com. JFPB, where the snow comes first. Uh, Let's see, a flight headed to Jamaica on Monday was rerouted back to Toronto because a man falsely claimed that he had recently visited China and, of course, the coronavirus outbreak originated and he was claiming he had the coronavirus. So my guess is he hadn't visited China. That's right. James Potok, a 28-year-old aspiring rapper from Bonn, Ontario, stood up on the WestJet flight from Toronto to Montego Bay and told passenger he had just, he had just returned from Hunan Province. Uh, the flight, which had 243 passengers on board, was diverted back to Toronto about two hours after taking off. And they have a thermos full of bat soup. When it landed, Potok was escorted off wearing a blue face mask and disposable gloves. Uh, A passenger said to him as he was leaving, that was a good one. We could have been in the sun by now. They waited two hours. Yeah. They were were in Florida. Um, Yeah, I don't know why he... Wait, no, they were in Toronto. Yeah, but they had to turn around from Florida, go all the way back up to Toronto. They they were halfway to Jamaica at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's so funny. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, maybe they maybe there was a thing they had to get him back into the country. Preston, the, the lights weren't with them. Oh, so they, okay. So anyhow, uh, he said uh, Potok, whose stage name is Potok Philippe, mm-hmm. uh, filmed themselves. That's a rapper name. Making the announcement in hopes of getting publicity online. His phone, on which his video of the offending announcement is saved, is being held by police. The rapper said that he warned the people sitting in his row that he was going to make somewhat of a statement before he carried out his stunt. Uh, he said he told passengers shortly after that it was a joke. About 10 minutes later, flight attendants wearing masks and gloves came to move him away from other passengers. He was instructed to put on gloves and a mask as well. That's a funny joke. Once quarantined, he realized he'd made a mistake and was sympathetic to people on the flight who seemed to be getting antsy as they wondered what was going on. He ended up uh, saying, stating later on, uh, it seems as though my actions ruined the flight and vacation for almost 250 people. Buy my album. Uh, Dan Kane lives in Twinsburg, Ohio, and was expecting a statement about his daughter's student loan. When he showed up at the post office, he was informed that his mail wouldn't fit through the front door. He went around to the back, and he found that there were more than 55,000 identical statements about the loan Sent from College Avenue Student Loans. 55,000? Yes. Wow. Uh, and the organization has since blamed the incident on a glitch in their mailing system. Did you get our, me- did you get our message? And says that it's working with <laughs> Kane on a solution, uh, including picking up the mail from him, if possible, and a statement credit for the invoice. You were only Kane, supposed to get 30,000. Uh, Kane says that he might start a bonfire and burn <laughs> all the letters and do something with them. Um, let's see. A gentleman called Paras Shah. Citigroup's head of high-yield bond trading for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, so we're talking about a high-level executive, was removed from his position late last month. The bank suspended him following allegations he had been stealing sandwiches from the company cafeteria. They removed him from that power position because he's pilfering sandwiches? Yeah. What kind of sandwiches are we talking about? It was from the headquarters in London, and it's estimated that Shaw was receiving a seven-figure salary at the time of the crimes. Oh, 
They were peanut butter and mayonnaise. Sandwiches. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah. Uh, man, my uh, mom delicacy, loves Delicacy, yeah. Uh, he has declined to comment. But, A, what are you doing stealing sandwiches? Yeah. You make a million. You, of you course. Make millions. But still. And then there you go. They got to let him go. Uh, two men were arrested in Florida after troopers say they found a not-so-conspicuous bag filled with illegal drugs. The Florida Highway Patrol said that they arrested two alleged drug traffickers after troopers pulled them over and found drugs in a bag that was labeled bag full of drugs. <laughs> Did you see the picture? Yes. It's hilarious. It actually looks like it's professionally done. It happened in the Florida panhandle after troopers pulled the vehicle over for speeding. Uh, the FBI post, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Facebook post from the <laughs> Uh, police department said Santa Rosa canine deputies recently assisted FHP on a traffic stop on I-10 where a large amount of narcotics were discovered. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read. Yeah. So they what's managed to bust body mark, dude, What's in this bag marked dead body? And we are going to wrap it up right there. That is what I have in the B-5 for you. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the Dr. Oz question yesterday's show. Uh, Justice, Jessica Simpson was on. Uh, she talked about a mental health issue that she struggled with for many years. What is that issue? That is the question. So uh, we are going to go Another to... Another one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Hi. Oh, wait. Hang on. You're the wrong caller. Hold on. Wow. Oh. Okay. I know. All right. Hang on a second. I'm sorry. I, we were supposed to go to caller 10. She was not caller 10. No, you are supposed to go to caller 8. Oh, eight. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. Let me go to caller eight. I, yesterday, I did caller 10. I'm sorry, guys. Let me go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Preston. Good morning. Good morning, Sandy. What was the issue that Jessica Simpson struggled with? Alcoholism. Alcoholism. That's incorrect. Oh, sorry. Sandy. Let me go. Let me How go. About... Okay. Let me go next to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey, Mike. What is the issue with uh, that Jessica Simpson dealt with for years? Depression. No. Depression. No. No. no that's, that's We're not incorrect. cheering all these things? No. Oh, okay. We only want Incest? The... <laughs> Let me go to Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi. So what was the uh, condition that she talked about? Mental sexual, health issue. Sexual abuse as a child. She was. She was, but that's not the answer. No, that is not what they discussed. Sorry. Hey, Sydney's back, back on the phone. Hey, that's crazy. Hi, Sydney. Hey. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sydney, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, Sydney, what did uh, Jessica Simpson talk about the mental health issues she struggled with for years? I think it was her anxiety. By God, she's right. <gasps> oh, my God. Anxiety. That's not heavy enough for this uh, answer. Hang on. Uh, Sid- listen, Sydney, we got 500 bucks for you. How about that? Woohoo! Yeah, $500 Amex <laughs> gift card. Hang on the line. We'll gather your information and set you up with it. Don't forget, you can get a daily dose of the Dr. Oz Show. Each day, Dr. Oz offers health tips, true crime stories, food investigations, and celebrity interviews. You can watch the Dr. Oz Show weekdays at 2 on Fox 29. Uh, Today, they will celebrate the Celebrity Superfan Takeover. It's Tia Mowry who's doing that. No way! Tia Mowry from... Tia and Tamara, maybe? Yeah. Huh? So I assume that's what we'll have a question about on Monday because mm-hmm. we're going to continue doing this. Maybe it won't involve something horrific. We'll find out, but that's uh, that's next week we'll do that. But watch that show today so you can uh, possibly win uh, the $500 Amex gift card. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, music, news. That stuff is on the way. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Ozzy on MMR. I have some information concerning Ozzy uh, doing some personal appearances. Really? Uh, yeah, which we'll get to in music news in a little while. I wasn't expecting that recently. Announced his uh, Parkinson's diagnosis. Yeah, you figure he'd be staying out of the public eye. Nah, he's going to get out at these uh, these events. I'll, uh, I'll get you the details in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, we have wrapped with our... Uh, traffic for the day, so that means we can segue right into a giveaway, which is the lesson question. We are going to give away the gold rose from uh, Stephen Singer, and it is the rose. It's the rose gold gold rose. <sighs> We're almost done. We got a week left. Yeah. Okay. Just, anyway, can't wait for the next caller. Uh, here is the question that I will pose to you to see if you've been listening. The TV shows Flip or Flop and Lover List. <laughs> List it. Have led us to what new hypothetical Preston and Steve show game? 215-263-WMMR. Flip or flop. Lover list it. What was the name of our game that we may make up down the road? Nick wrote down uh, the name of the game. 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you know you should give us a call. And while we are awaiting that call, we will do this part, which is called The Trash. The Trash Business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Patient First. Cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Erica Badu following Gwyneth Paltrow's lead and releasing a brand of incense that smells like her vagina. However, the incense is very pricey because it must be burned in her vagina. Oh, oh wow. 86-year-old Larry King saying he split from his much younger wife, Sean Southwick King, because she became a very religious Mormon. King says, as it turns out, Mormons are not allowed to have sex with dead bodies. Oh, oh my God. That's bad for, for Larry. And finally, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announcing they are currently looking for a summer home in L.A. Harry says he and Meghan are currently trying to decide whether they want to be Bloods or Crips. Huh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. <clears throat> the TV shows Flip or Flop and Love It or List It have led us to what new hypothetical Preston and Steve show game. And I will go to Anthony, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Hey, Gadzooks. The Gadzooks, but all right. Flip or flop, love it or list it. What's the new game that we are going to have? Fart or queef. Fart or queef. You got it. I want you to hang on, Scott. We're going to get your information. It's a winner. And we are going to set you up with a Stephen Singer fully dipped classic gold rose. You can get his brand new rose gold gold rose uh, for Valentine's Day. And it's a rose gold gold rose starting at just $69 only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Uh, by the way, we're watching uh, some information here. The uh, this is some nasty weather yeah, uh, making its way to us here in Bella Kimwood. If you're west of us, you're probably already getting nailed by My it. wife sent me a text. She said, holy storm, Batman. She said it came out of nowhere. Yeah, west it, and south of us. Yeah. So, so we through the holes in the tarp, Casey, you can see the... Uh, the trees blowing back and forth like crazy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, said literally one minute of, of a crazy burst of weather. Says it's still raining down in Delco, but uh, it was one minute of sideways rain and, and crazy wind. Yeah, the the bands, we're looking at the radar right now. The bands look, they're not real thick. They're they're, they're It's long, but it, it's going to come over and it's going to go through very quickly. Long, right. long but not too thick. Yeah, exactly, which is, you know, some people prefer that. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to use as much ointment. And there's a lot of red in it. <laughs> 
uh, too. So a little yellow as well. Sometimes but anyway, yellow. there's nasty weather uh, in and around the other uh, uh, the area. So. I'm Ron Jeremy with your weather. Right. <laughs> but wind gusts over like 70 miles an hour in some spots. No, all over the place. <laughs> all right, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, Music News brought to you by Patient First. Cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical center. So we'll start with that Aussie story. He's holding uh, tattoo and listening events in 50 cities around the world on February 20th to celebrate the release of his new solo album, Ordinary Man. So you show up and listen to people getting tattoos? No. So fans attending the events, which will take take place simultaneously at tattoo shops in all 50 cities, will have the opportunity to listen to Ordinary Man in oh. advance of its release. They'll also be among the first to, to select from a collection of exclusive Ozzy-inspired tattoo designs. Now, Ozzy will participate in his first in-store signing in 10 years, uh, which is not the same day as this. It's going to be the next day, February 21st, uh, the day Ordinary Man arrives, and he will be at uh, Amoeba Music in Hollywood, California. Uh, fans need to purchase the album on CDLP or Picture Disc at Amoeba for a chance at getting the record signed. No additional items will be signed, and no photos with Ozzy will be possible. Uh, but he's doing that. So you can go, uh, you, you can participate by getting the tattoo and listen. Uh, but in order to meet Ozzy, you got to go to this place in L.A. But it's a public appearance, and he hasn't done one in a while. I, I bet it's going to be super well attended. Uh, Ordinary Man is Ozzy's 11th studio, uh, solo studio album, and his first in 10 years. Speaking of new albums, Green Day releases their 13th studio album today, titled Father of All Mother Eppers. The 26-minute, 10-song album is the shortest in the band's history. Wow, 26 minutes? Yeah, it's short, yeah, with the band returning to a stripped-down, more punk approach while exploring different genres of rock. It takes longer to say the name of the album. Uh, Trey Cool told Spin about the disc, when we started recording this record, we were fired up about music and charged up and listening to music and playing music, and it was a good time to go in the creative process. The final result is a good feeling, and we're successful with it. We made the record uh, that we wanted to make. Uh, the album scored a 68 on the Metacritic uh, scale based off a dozen reviews so far. Kerrang! called it a hella mega good time from start to finish, while Consequence of Sound described its walk through rock history as, quote, a nod to the greats that came before them. Uh, Classic Rock magazine gave the LP its highest score a 90, saying... Wow. It's refreshing, comforting, even to have Green Day back in their exuberant element, unburdened by message or morality. Entertainment Weekly, however, only awarded it a 42, calling the LP a derivative party foul, a spirited genre game that plays like a copy of a copy. So you're going to have to form your own opinion. (laughs) Green Day will hit the road this summer with Weezer and Fall Out Boy on that hella mega tour. Chester Bennington's mid-90s band, Grey Days, will release Amends, featuring newly recorded music with remastered vocals from the group's long out-of-print and largely undiscovered catalog on April 10th. Uh, The band has also released a second single from the 11-song disc. It's called Sickness. Sickness. Yes. Uh, Accompanied by a music video. It's Matt Cowper with you at night. It's a new one off an album called Sickness. Uh, Band founder and drummer... 
uh, band dr- uh, founder and drummer Sean Dodell explained this is loosely based on a true story loosely. from when Chester was 15 years old. He was being bullied at school and one day suffered a real beating. And that was the day I assumed a role as protector and almost older brother figure to Chester that has lasted since even after his passing. Uh, the songs on Amends are taken mostly from the two albums Grey Days released independently, Wake Me and No Sun Today. The surviving members have reconstructed and reworked the songs. They had help from guest musicians. Chester's 23-year-old son, Jamie, is on this, as well as Korn's uh, Brian Head Welch and James Monkey Schaefer, uh, Bush's Chris Trainer, and more with the blessing of Chester's widow, Talinda. Hey, monkey. Yep. You're a little monkey, are you? Hey, this is cool. You know, we had the concert announcement for Guns N' Roses the other day. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins will be the opening act no in way! Philadelphia. Now, that is very cool. Yep. Yep. Tickets go on sale to the general public today at noon. Uh, LiveNation.com. They're playing uh, the Citizens Bank Park on July 8th. And, yes, Smashing Pumpkins will also be playing shows in Detroit, Toronto, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, they'll be playing the MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford and Boston as so, well. I'm a fan of Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. but I would like to, uh, if I see them, see the songs I'm more familiar with. Not, you know, they, Sometimes he gets a little trippy, a little deep cutty. I bet if they're opening those, Steve, I think, yeah, they, they'll stick are to you hits. thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's what people are going to come to see them right, for, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. And then one last story, STP have unveiled Miles Away as the new single from their upcoming all-acoustic new album, Perdida, uh, which is due out. That's the new one off Perdida. <laughs> on the it is the, the curtain of nighttime has fallen. It's <laughs> time for Cowper After Dark. Yes. The product is in. I've done my curls, and I've had my creatine. It's time to play. <laughs> Cowper after dark. And I would totally tune into that. Tug <laughs> my curls. The product is in. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. I toweled off the bench. You can get on it now. <laughs> Everything from the from the freaking gym. Uh, and how would you describe the sound of this song? Sick. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, let's see. This this will be the fourth cut the band has shared from the disc following the track Three Wishes and Fare Thee Well. Fare Thee Well. Uh, we need to bring that phrase back. And uh, the album was recorded on vintage instruments, so. Fortnite and Fare Thee Well. Yeah, and that is what I have for you in music news. Let's take one last break. Uh, not before I thank Primo's one more time. Oh, Pr- my God. Primo Hoagie's uh, fed us this morning and our, all our studio guests and, and, uh, you can find your location at primohogies.com and taste the primo difference yourself. Fresh baked bread, gourmet meats and cheeses, crisp produce, and a perfect blend of primo spices. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. So thank you guys. We're going to break, come back, leather today, word of the week prize, Pierre Robert, find out what we've got going on with his program and more. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Incubus. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. And uh, they have the tickets going on sale today for that Incubus 311 show down the road to BB&T Pavilion. It's going to be a hell of a show. It will be a great show. Get those tickets, man. It's, It's great that we're... Starting to hear promotion for more of these shows coming up at BB&T, at Citizens Bank Park, at The Man, 
outdoor shows. That means the really good warm weather is shortly on the way. It does. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but are you, uh, this seems like a super packed summer full of concerts. Other than the ones that are skipping us, yes, yeah, yeah, Matthews right. Band and Pearl Jam right, yeah. and, uh, and Rolling Stones, but there's still a there, whole bunch. There's a lot of really good shows that are coming to town. Yeah, uh, so we're about ready to wrap things up. I want to thank our guests today. Thank you to Michael Yo. Hey. Michael is hilarious, and he is going to be at uh, Punchline tonight and Saturday. <laughs> um, 7.30 at 9.45. That's our former intern pitchuation doing his Rocky impression. <laughs> now that I hear it. Uh, yeah, no, no, I shouldn't do it. Uh, so, and also, how great was Christina Hutchins? She's awesome. I, I think we've made a new friend. Yeah. She's from the area, and she's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Saturday. So make sure that you, you go and see her. Uh, before we get the letter of the day and word of the week prize, we have somebody who's leaving the radio station. Oh, this, this, it, it simultaneously sucks and it, is awesome. It hurts. She's, yeah. she's fantastic. And uh, her name is Nicole Ryder. The studio. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. Nicole works in our continuity department. Is that what it is titled? The traffic department. Traffic. Continuity. Okay. That's right. my position. Yes. Yeah, she's the per- she, she plays the commercials for you. <laughs> Don't you love that? Right, yeah. We call her I, I Annabelle. Them. No, she she makes sure that uh, that the commercials are are proper. Yes, that they're, that they're ready to go and they're what the client wants and so on. It's very important. Without the business, without that whole thing, none of this happens. Yeah. So that's how everything works. And Nicole's been working with the company for over five years, right? Just about. Yeah, I started interning with Debella about five years ago, and then I've been full time doing continuity in the traffic department for just over three years. Okay, I've only gotten to know you over like the last year or so I when know. you moved. Moved up into this our realm here on the, with Kevin Gunn on the yeah. fourth floor. Spent yeah. a lot of time in the bunker down on the third floor. Yes. Yeah. So what now? You're you're going to go work? Can you say where you're going to work? I guess so. Okay. I, we've had uh, there was <laughs> yeah, who was the salesperson that was here that couldn't say that they were going to work somewhere else? Oh, that was um, uh, Adam. Yeah, and he yeah. Th- and was he was going to work for TV, right? Something like that. I never did find out. But anyway, you're going to work at 6ABC, right? I'll be working for Walt Disney Television, which owns ABC, and I will be handling one of the California markets that they have. So I'll be doing the same thing I do now with commercials and making sure the run dates are correct. And you'll be across the street. Yes. Okay, at ABC. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be tough to see you go, oh, but you know, you. but you're going for a good reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm really sad though. I mean, there's no environment like this here. You guys are crazy, incredible. We're way more fun than they are across <laughs> the street. I, you will find that out. There are a few. There are a few fun people. You'll you'll find them eventually, but yeah. no one can compare to a us. Few nope. fun people. <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. Did you know Rovine when he was here? I worked with him for about like a month before. Do yourself a favor when you get over there, take your shoes off and run around in his eyebrows. <laughs> it, oh, feels it feels so great. Yeah. It just yes. feels great. Yeah, yeah. it's like great. spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, yeah. summertime. In between my toes, yeah. <laughs> just well, feeling those eyelashes between your toes. <laughs> well, we just wanted to give you a nice send off. So Thank you. we wish you luck. <laughs> I just got a text from Rovar. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah, what did he say? <laughs> he goes, uh, "Oh, he just wants to have lunch today." That's weird. He's on the delay. He hasn't yeah. heard the eyebrow part. Yeah, right. Hey, we're talking about you right now, jackass. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, good luck to you, Nicole. Thank we're going to so miss you. Thank you so much. I'm so sad, but so excited. It yeah. is a great opportunity, but uh, I love you guys. Thanks we for everything. We love you. We'll see you at the nail salon. Uh, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Nicole Ryder, guys. Yay! Yeah, we hate seeing people go. 
Sometimes we, we don't see people go because you get that one email that says so-and-so is no longer with the company. Yes. And uh, not we wish them well in their further endeavors and blah, 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 blah. Yes, don't ask questions. Rotten hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah this was an okay one. <laughs> when, when it leads with so-and-so has worked here for X amount of yes. years and has been a wonderful contribution <laughs> to the blah, 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 blah. You know you're going to be able to see him in yeah, the hallway and talk to him later. Yeah. But, when, we, but yeah. when you read so-and-so is no longer working here. You're like, what happened? When it Whoa. begins with, guess who's a backstabber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you start asking questions. Yeah, yeah what that's happened? the best. Like, yeah, because all the gossip is like, oh my god, what happened? Yeah. But we didn't get that with Nicole. We got no. the the uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna miss her, and uh, we're having a party, and all that stuff. So, uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Hello, 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 hello. How are you? She's the best at Nicole. Yeah, she is. We yeah. like her. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we're gonna miss her. Um, run around in Rovine's eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, wait, you're talking about my eyebrows, aren't you? <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, another day with Pierre Robert. It's a thrill, every one of them. <laughs> a thrill. Yeah. Another thrill-packed episode. All right, It always is, especially a Friday show. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't look like you want to chit-chat much, so let's do No, I want to tell you the story of my oh, life. Oh, Jesus, here we go. You brought let's... it on yourself. Right. You ready? I want to talk about our last president and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the president and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... E as in energy. All right, E, and we'll take caller number seven to give us the word of the week. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Let's see if you know... We have a solid prize to give away this week, and I'll tell you all about that in just a moment or two. Um, you know, we got to like some severe weather that's going to be here any moment. Well, it's pretty. No, it expired. It... The the warnings what? expired. Yeah. Yeah, but I was watching the radar, and it looked like it was going to cross right over here. Okay, so the tornado warning. So maybe oh, okay. we're still getting the storm. <laughs> it expired. All right. Uh, I have a way to use that. So sad. We loved that weather, and then it expired. expired. <laughs> all right. Don't Gave worry about everything it had. Until it was gone. Everything's okay. It's all gone now. Um, it's, it was really wet out there, though. Lots of rain. Yeah. What's up on the show today? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, another pair of tickets for Incubus and 311, and we'll do work for us. Blocks of those beautiful bands and uh, a block of the Mighty Metallica vinyl cut, Weekend Calendar, Pierre's Planner. It'll all be good. It's Friday. Love that. Thank you. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so stick around for Pierre. Right now we're going to go and get ourselves a winner. If we can, we're looking for a word. I have Andy who is on the line. Hi there, Andy. Hey, Preston, how are you? Awesome, Andy. Andy. So if you can tell me the word of the week, we got this really cool prize for you. What is it? The word is Bowie. Zappa, zappa, cool. Andy. Andy, that is correct. And since you got it right, my friend, we are going to give you a pair of three-day tickets to see Fish August 14th, 15th, and 16th on the Atlantic City Beach and a hotel stay for three nights at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa, my man. Oh, my God. I I am... My girlfriend's laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running around the kitchen going crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> Excellent, you guys rock. Nice job. Hang on the line, bub. We are going to get your information and set you up. And don't forget tickets for all three fish shows on the AC Beach go on sale today at noon via Ticketmaster.com. Why the word Bowie? Did it have anything to do with fish? 
Yes. Hey, the name of this song we're playing right now is called David Bowie. Well, there zappa, you go. Zappa, zappa cool, man. Nice job. So we'll set uh, Andy up. I'm going to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by God Scholes. 80% less fat, 100% bacon flavor. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas where the snow comes first. And also Fred Beans. See how they do use better at fredbeansused.com. And a thank you again to Primo Hoagies. Uh, for feeding us and our guests this morning. So freaking good. Next week on the program, we will actually have Rob McElhenney <laughs> on the show. <laughs> we'll see. Had to cancel a couple times. He sent us all this text. Very apologetic. He's been quite busy, but he'll be in touch with us. Director Tom McCarthy and actor Winslow Fagley. Yeah, so this show, this movie, I, I think it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Timmy Failure. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it looks really, really good. And they're they're gonna, next yeah, week? Yeah, they're going to be in oh, our studio. Nice. <gasps> I just saw this. I know. We get to talk to the super nanny next week. I love her. I love her. I love her. Super nanny Joe Frost. I want to be her understudy. I got a little crush on her, believe it or not. Uh, comedian uh, John Dory in studio and comedian Paul Mercurio yeah, buddy. will be joining us. So it's going to be a nice week next week. That awesome. Is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. From one step to rider to the rest, you idiot. Staring down the track or the road, waiting and patiently stamping your foot doesn't make the bus or train come any faster. So sit the f*** down before you get yourself hit. Next message. We love you, You rock! Hello, Preston. Hello, Steve. Happy Friday. Next message. If you like pina colada... The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.